Hey, good morning, everybody. Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. Man, had such a wonderful evening last night. Not only did we have an awesome guest, Bob Curry, but my mom made it here. Um, so on this little intro the next day as I'm putting this all together, my mom's here. She spent the night and we, we partied like it was 1999. How'd you, <laughs> Mom, how'd you like the podcast last night? It was very interesting. It's the first time I actually saw it, quote, unquote, live. Normally at home, I watch it with my earplugs in on my iPhone. So this was very interesting. How, how, how the um, quality, uh, how's the quality of the sound when you listen to it over the, the phone? Um, now, you listen to it live on YouTube on Monday nights. I have to have my earplugs in because somebody else is watching TV. So this was the first time I was able to watch it without earplugs in. So it was, it was very interesting. I know, it was live, live, not live, live. <laughs> oh, I know what you're saying. And, and in this uh, podcast, too, it was very funny. Um, one of your favorite guys on the show is Shane. So what, what do you think about Shane, the, the guy on here? <laughs> Most of the time, he's just sitting back, and all of a sudden, he comes out, and he comes up with some really good ideas, really good questions. And overall, I think he's very funny. Yeah, he is a funny guy. Did you know that he has his very own show on Tuesday nights? No, I did not. Yeah, yeah. It's a little spinoff of our show. It's Tuesday Night Hangouts with uh, Shane and the gang. Shane and, and the gang. Yeah, I know, right? So um, it's really cool. You can always go over to ppgshane.com and then watch his uh, podcast every Tuesday. Sounds very interesting. Now, you know that I fly and stuff, right? So Yes, I do. So what do you think about me flying around? Well, I think it's great because you learned the right way and you were very cognizant of the weather and knowing when you can and can't go and always making sure that you have a place to land, not just go somewhere and have no idea. So I think you learned the right way and I think you understand all of it and you'd be a very good teacher and I enjoy watching you fly very much. That, yeah, that's right, because, you know, I, I do do a lot of flying. I don't always post my flights up to YouTube. I guess I should do more of that, because right now my channel does have a members um, thing, too. You can sign up on my channel to be a member, and uh, um, you get extra cool things like um, your your name mentioned. Uh, you can watch the, the videos before anybody else. Sticker. What's that? I said, and all your stickers. Oh, that's right. You got a free sticker. So, so I'm looking at mom's shirt right now, and you'll be able to see it if you go over to clearproptv.com and watch the thing itself. But she has my PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast sticker. We got the ppgzone.com sticker and Dragon Camper sticker. You know, guys, if you're out there and you want to promote your whatever you do and you send me stickers, we'll go ahead and give those away too. So uh, get up with me at ppggrandpa at gmail.com. Just email me and say, hey, I got some stickers and I want to give away some stuff on your show. Um, not only can you give away stuff on my show, but Shane's show on Tuesday and also Jade on Wednesday at paramotorgirl.com. She's, she's now hosting a all-girl paramotor podcast, which is really cool. Mom, have you ever thought about flying? Not that way. <laughs> so just the commercial way, getting on the jet, right? Exactly. All right. Well, maybe one, maybe one day we can get her up to do a PPG uh, tandem flight in the future. Well, guys, without any further ado, here's last night's uh, Monday night's ClearProp TV 
uh, podcast. Um, if you ever want to get free stickers, go to clearpoptv.com. Fill out that form and say, I want some free stickers, and I'll send them right out to you. Well, have a wonderful day and enjoy the show. Ready? Uh, thank you for joining us this week on PBG Krampus Pair Motor Podcast, clearproptv.com, and paratalk.org. You know, you're going to have to go to, to all these dot coms, I'm, I'm telling you, just to check them all out. Look at this. We got six people here. Oh, no, seven. Check this out. We got mom here. This is my mom, everybody. Wave to everybody. Now you have millions of people are watching you live right now. Millions. Millions and billions are watching this, okay? So um, she's the best mom I've ever had and uh, love her to death. Right? I'm the only one. Well, damn Skippy. That's why you win that one, Mom. You won. <laughs> Go with the wind. Go with the wind. Not gone with the wind. Um, we're going to be talking with uh, Bob here in just a moment, but lo let's go ahead and uh, uh, introduce everybody. My mom's favorite person on the panel is right here. <laughs> Never trust a skinny chef, Shane. Welcome to the, sh uh, to the show, sir. Um, hello. We, hello. We we want you to tell your best jokes. Actually, I got a good joke for you. You want to hear about the pizza? Sure. No, it's too cheesy. So anyway, he tells the. <laughs> <laughs> no, so he's the one that tells the joke. I had to jump in there. Sorry about that, but that was, that was pretty cool. Shane, welcome to the show. Don't you have something that goes on 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 Tuesday nights also? Yes, uh, we have a show on Tuesday night called uh, Tuesday Night Hangouts. We hang around um, a virtual fire pit and we just shoot the BS and uh, have fun and uh, just have a good time. And you can find me on or that channel on Never Trust a Skinny Chef Shane or ppgshane.com, 8 o'clock Eastern Time dot com thank you very much we appreciate you jumping on here we also have something going on on wednesday and i guess we need to talk to to ppglear.com stud i like that i saw that you did the stud thing and we got flying flamingo <laughs> jade you got a show on wednesday night what's going on with the show on wednesday night you're on mute uh, un unmute you're, you're both on mute all right maybe they don't want to talk right. to us. there she I'm is having okay problems with my earbuds i can barely hear you off my computer but um yeah i'm flying flamingo jade and also known through contact of paramotorgirl.com you can go to that and go to my youtube page and tomorrow night hopefully it works properly and we will be interviewing uh, michelle helms from georgia and she's a skydiver she's a pilot She's a commercial airlines pilot. She's a PPG pilot. She's she's everything. I met her at Bad Apples, and she's an awesome lady. And hopefully, all you guys can uh, join in on the chat and in the show and ask her some questions and have some fun tomorrow night. Sounds awesome. Kind of sounds like Bob's twin sister, and we're going to go into that in a little bit, but sounds pretty awesome. We also got PPG Lear. Um, he he is Stud. Stud, are, are you listening, Stud? I am. I'm here, and uh, I'm with her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad that you're here, uh, uh, PPG Lear. Yeah, you Lear's can uh, find me on these shows. 
Yeah. And uh, you can find me on these shows and you'll see me at Moonshiners. Awesome. Can't wait. I'm, I mean, Moon, wait a minute. What in the world am I looking at? Will Fly. Oh my gosh. Will Fly. Welcome to the show. What am I looking at? Because I'm freaking out, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. Will Fly. Will Fly. <laughs> 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 and also willflyppg.com dude i don't know what the hell you just said because i'm laughing at your head what what, <laughs> what is this i mean it's, i don't know it's just touch up there's a little button in zoom it's like click on it touch up and that's very, very little up. filter <laughs> i've been touched up just the tip <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! This is gonna be a great show. Oh I'll my turn goodness. it off. That's silly. Oh, so you'll have a .com too, right? Right. Um, I do. Willflyppg.com. Oh, you you've you got untouched. <laughs> I've been untouched. <laughs> untouched by an angel. Wow, that is awesome. Um, JP Tulo, my my voice broke. I'm going through puberty. Sorry, JP Tulo. We also call him TikTok Tulo because he has millions and millions of views on his TikTok. Um, dude, tell us about what's going on. And do you have a touch up brush too? Because that's pretty cool. No, I am looking for it. I don't see it. It must be on the newest version of Zoom. Only on the Zoom. Mac version. Mac version? That's what I'm on. So I'll have to do an update You're later. You're on the Big Mac version. <laughs> Big Mac. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How is everyone uh, tonight? I'm sorry, good? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, I had a magical flight yesterday. I'm still, still just uh, in the clouds. It was a great flight. Oh, oh, get this four or five, probably six hours, I broke another pool start. No way. How in the world are you breaking these 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 starts all the time? Know. It's absolutely it's really, crazy. It's really... Someone's got to get Sean. Sean's got to stop messing with the filters. We're on a show, Sean. This is a I, professional, I, professional show. If you want this I, kind of shenanigans, you can get it tomorrow night. Man, I tell you what, I, I, I'm looking for that, that filter that he has, but I can't find it. Find but, it. I tell, but I tell you what, all these other uh, little filters that are here, I'm digging that, you know, it's really cute. <laughs> I like that one. That's you. Oh, which, which one? This one right here? Oh, the or, other one. Or the that cute one. little. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Shane's got the invisible one going there. <laughs> oh my goodness oh, gracious I, I forgot so, hold on so jp tulo how do we get up with you dude oh uh jp tulo.com or ppgjp.com um jp tulo jp t-u-l-o on uh instagram tiktok youtube and the facebook so he's he's our TikTok Tulo man. I'm telling you, this is gonna be a great show. I'm so glad that you guys are here. Welcome to the show. Uh, today we have um, Bob with us. Bob has been flying something since he was 19 years old. Bob Curry, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about your background because it goes way back. How old are you now, buddy? I'm 67, but I'm not old. Ah, 67, 67 years young. young. All right, bud. Yeah. So you've been. 
jumping out of airplanes at 19. Dude, tell us a little bit about yourself because this is going to be awesome. I can't wait to dig deeper into into all your cool shenanigans for all these years. When I was a, when I was a teenager, all I wanted to do was fly. Didn't have the means to like fly an airplane. Didn't have the vision at the time to uh, do it in the army or navy or anything. So I didn't, you know, serve. Um, but in, in after I, I was out of high school, just out of high school, and a junior college down in the Southwest Florida area had this. Uh, a recreational class on skydiving and it was just a little information class and uh, but the guy who did the informational class also had a little gig going on the weekends right so i took um i took his little course and i was still i was living at home still at the time and i told my parents you know i'm taking a skydiving course and they said to me oh okay that's fine as they're just watching tv whatever and uh a couple of weeks later, I finished the course and like, it's probably a Friday night or something. I says, well, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping tomorrow. I'm making my first jump tomorrow. And they were like, you're, you're jump of what, you know, I says, well, out of an airplane, I'm going to jump out of an airplane tomorrow. And, and Sorry. You know, I was like, what, what are you talking about? But anyway, um, I did. And the interesting thing about that is it was my very first time in an airplane of any kind. Wow. So you got into a perfectly good airplane that flies straight and you jumped out of it from the first time that you got into an airplane. Right. So then I was hooked on that for a number of years and it led to some flying, uh, some flight training because I had, I had also had a part, uh, kind of a part-time job working for a crop duster, gassing him up, mixing his poison and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, he was a flight instructor, taught me to fly, you know, a few years later, got out of college. Uh, um, I taught school for a little while before I got into administration. I was a principal for many years and that's what I retired from, but, uh, bought my first airplane, which happened to be a Cessna set up for skydiving, you know, um, had that for several years and I had a Piper and then I had a Bonanza for 22 years, um, which, I just sold maybe a year or so before I retired six years ago. And, uh, you know, I'd seen this over the years, you know, you see mostly, I think what I noticed was, you know, like the powered parachutes that on my visits to Oshkosh and that sort of thing. And, and, uh, you know, me and a buddy down here got interested in it. He didn't continue what I did. And that was, uh, well, it's, I, I either started four years ago or almost five years ago, depending on how you look at it. That's that's my self-training story <laughs> that we can get into. So so you self-trained, but you also went to schools at one time, right? Well, I did. I, I you know, I had all this background as a pilot and not and, you know, this seemed like, well, this is simple compared to real being a real pilot and training and all that kind of stuff. So I can do this. Um, I looked around for something I wanted to fly. I ended up buying a green Eagle and getting it, picking it up in Texas, uh, brought it back to Florida and experimented around with it a little bit on the ground and decided I could fly it, you know, and that was a mistake that I'm probably not the first person that has made, you know, but, uh, I flipped it over and uh, and 
just about severed my ring finger um, on my left hand. So that was in, well, that would, that would have been August, I think about, no, no, no. That's when I got that. I'm not sure when it was. It was like maybe four and a half years ago in December or something like that. And so I had, I had a little recuperation to do. And in the meantime, um, I thought it might be a good idea to get some instruction next time. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. And I trained with Eric DeFore down at, uh, Valkyria. And, uh, and I've been back. We just, for, you know, we just flew, we just flew Valkyria from uh, Sebastian airport this past weekend. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I actually go down there and camp every now and then. And uh, I have a buddy who lives in Melbourne that flies a green Eagle down there, Jody Burris. And, uh, and, uh, we, we love flying the beach down there. And usually that's where we'll go down to about Sebastian Inlet and then loop back. It's great. Are they, is, is he out of, uh, does he fly out of Sebastian or does he fly out of Valkyria? Flies out of Valkyria. Okay. Cause there's a, there's a couple guys with PPCs that fly out of Sebastian. Um, we were flying with them this past, uh, this past weekend. Um, but yeah, we flew over, but no one was out there. Actually, Saturday when we flew over, no one was out there. Sunday, there was a bunch of people out there and actually met a couple guys in the air as they were flying to the beach. We were coming back from the beach. Was but that if, Saturday? If you're going to set Saturday. Yeah, Saturday, we, we actually went from um, Sebastian over to the beach and then went down to the inlet, down to uh, the Disney Resort. Um, had some had some fans out there we showed off for and then we went over back over the river um, and went all the way to 95 and then to Canal 54 and then uh, back to the airport. But Sunday we went over to Valkyria. You might have seen you might have seen I was just talking to, to Jody Burris uh, on the phone a couple hours ago and uh, he was telling me about what a great flight he had Saturday out to the beach he was he'd be he would be flying up um a green eagle quad and uh you might have even seen him there and glimpsed him or something but he lived out yeah there. yeah it's a beautiful place to fly it's one of my favorites yeah yeah i was going to tell you bob if you're going to sever any finger the ring finger is probably your best one that you know what? Excuse me. That's that's what the <laughs> surgeon told me. That's what the surgeon told me, and he also told me I had the best story that night. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I'm happily married, but I'm thinking for anybody that's not really that happy. I mean, if you lose a finger, you're like, isn't that the end of end of it? I mean, <clears throat> I'm just wondering. <laughs> no, no, you, you, you're allowed to keep going even if you lose a finger. And mine, I, I had a little bit of skin and one and a blood vessel, so they were able to sew it back on. It's not fully functional, and 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 I have I have I have a wife too. You saw the glimpse of her there. Okay, yeah, there you go. Yeah, she, it's she's, not over. She's she's on the other side of the room, um, watching us on her computer. So there you go. But Bob, yeah. how long you been? How long you been married? I'll be 20 years, uh, September. I'm coming up on my 26 or 27. I can't even remember at this point yeah. anymore. So, <sighs> so she already knows that you do all this uh, crazy, you know, skydiving, paramotor, flying airplane shenanigans stuff though. Oh yeah. And when I was, when I had my Bonanza, she was a good, uh, flyer. We, we did a lot of 
fun trips yeah, and, and so forth in the, in the Bonanza. So she's good with that, but she doesn't really want a paramotor and that's okay. No paramotor. Are you kidding? Come on now, get her to do paramotor. Yes. You know, so yes. <laughs> and, then, and then if you do, then you can go on flying flamingo jades podcast. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's right. But anyway, that's, uh, that's my finger story. And, yeah, it healed. It's, everything's, you know, it was minor when you look back on it. It's kind of traumatic when it happened, but, but you know. Well, I'm, glad that you're, you I'm glad that you're okay now, and I'm glad that, you know, um, you know it, it's there. Uh, that that's that's right. felt like a scary thing. Right, right. <clears throat> so you've been flying PPG now for four years, you said, right? Yeah, I was actually just looking back after the little, after my initial attempt at self-training i you know had to had to i had to do a little repair i had to get my, had to have a little repair on my finger and uh i started again that uh april which was four years ago this past april so i've been flying just about four years now a little over four years now before the show we started to talk about all the cool things that you like to do and you know um you know flying high or flying low or xc's so what are some of the things you really like and, and you really enjoy about the paramotors? Oh boy. I think, I think what, like a lot of us, you know, feel about it. We just like being out there in the air. Um, it's, it's a free, it's a, you know, a free feeling way of flying. Um, it's not a whole lot different than uh, maybe being in an open conventional ultralight aircraft, but I think it's a little bit more freeing. Uh, there's degrees of that. I know, you know, like, I mean, I'm flying a heavy trike and uh, guys that do foot launch uh, like, like you guys do, um, you get even a little bit more freedom, a little bit more maneuverability. But for me, the, the trike just kind of matches my, um, my need for, for being in the air. And I like to cruise around. I do, I do fly low and, uh, you know, I'll find a friend that has some land and, and touch and go in his front yard to wake him up in the morning, or we'll chase, we chase coyotes down here in central Florida from time to time. But for the most part, I'll get up in the morning and take off, get me a little altitude, 800,000 feet and go somewhere, pick a place and go. And, uh, and, uh, fly an hour or so and, then head back, have my coffee, talk to my buddies, make up st stories about our flight. I don't know if you guys would do anything like that, but uh, that's that's the the fun of it for me. That's the fun of it. Well, what's the longest uh, XC that you've done so far? Well, that's that's a that's a great question because we could go Friday on my 67th birthday, and it was really just a coincidence because I'd been planning this flight for a long time. Um, I, uh, a lot, a lot of people, I'm, I'm guessing some of you are aware of, uh, a guy named Mike McGuire who was flying down here in Florida two years ago and he got killed when his green Eagle came apart. He was doing some extreme maneuvers, but he and I were, were pretty good buddies and we flew a lot and we had planned on some long cross countries. He liked doing those long cross countries too. We never got to, we never got to do them. So, 
but I'd been planning on doing a cross country down from uh, Florida Flying Gators Ultralight Airport is where I'm based uh, in Groveland, Florida, down to uh, Wachula, where uh, PPG Gorilla Gorilla is with his uh, new uh, flight school. And uh, we could go Friday. It turned out to be at least a doable day. We didn't have a tailwind. We had a little bit of a headwind, 76 miles. But me and a buddy, uh, we took off. And two hours and 48 minutes later, we landed down at Wachula. So that was a fun flight. That's pretty good. I think the max that I can do is like two hours and a half right now and this until I start losing some weight and then I can probably go a little bit further than that. That's a long ways. I mean, uh, if you have uh, if you're completely fueled up with five gallons, how many how long can you actually fly? Do you think? Well, I actually uh, I measured um, real accurately because I was curious about that. In that two hours and 48 minutes, I used exactly four gallons of fuel. Oh, so you could have gone for even longer. I could have gone even longer. I used four gallons of fuel, came out to 1.42 gallons per hour. Now I'm flying a, you know, a Kohler four stroke on my, on my trike. So it's, it's pretty fuel efficient. It's EFI. And, and so, but yeah, I've, it was a great flight. So that's pretty cool. Um, so your trike yeah, has yeah. a four stroke efi motor on it right with uh what size prop um right now i have flown so many different props as i've experimented right now i'm i'm flying using an ultra prop two three blade um hey bob 62 uh inch diameter yeah you said you've uh flown so many props is that your way of saying you've broken so many props <laughs> well, i have broken a couple props okay all right but i i've also uh when i the green eagles if you know too much about them you know they're they're heavy and they don't have a lot of power they're uh they come with like a 27 and a half horse kohler um efi motor and usually weigh a little more than the allowable 254 pounds. And so they're not real great performers. So uh, what there's been a lot of effort by others, in, including me, to find a prop that's going to try to maximize, you know, what we have. That's why I've used a lot of different props primarily. And, uh, and I still, you know, experiment maybe with something new from time to time, but my, Formerly 300 pound Green Eagle uh, went on a little diet um, a while back and I shed uh, 45 pounds off of it. Oh, so, congratulations. That's awesome. Uh, so that was that was just some modifications I did to make it lighter, uh, making it a trike and putting on a, a real trike seat rather than that uh, 22 pound heavy seat, things like that and some other things. But anyway. Uh, when I did that, I also had a, a motor specially built for it that weighed the same as the other motor. In fact, it was basically the same 749cc Kohler, but I had it custom built to 38 horsepower. So I have a, I have a trike now that flies like most other trikes, you know, so. You said that your, your prop was 60 what? 62 inch diameter. 62 inch diameter. Okay. Um, 
Is that's that's two inches to centimeters? The answer is why is it always 157? Whereas ours are like 125. Yeah, Sean, why is it always why is it always size with you, Sean? (laughs) Well, because I'm a guy, duh. Um, speaking about size, I would like to say thank you very much. Uh, John Wayne donating the super chat. You get a free calendar sent to you. Uh, Angela Presick, you get a free calendar sent to you. Thank you for the 15 bucks. Kent Stamey sent uh, 10 bucks in the super chat. So everybody that uh, donates in the super chat tonight gets a free calendar from ClearProp TV and uh, Paramotor Arkansas. So it's really awesome. Check it out. I'll tell you more about it later. Um, Don't forget, Sean or Shane. I'm Sean. Who, uh, whoever. The uh, the uh, the conditions of Angela's uh, donation were to shout out girls just want to have fun on Wednesday nights at paramotorgirl.com. dot com. Sean, in the ch- in the private chat, we have a question from Angela. Okay. Just say so you now. Let's see. Um, was Sean to to my mom right here? Uh, was Sean a daredevil as a kid? How do you feel about him flying? Yes, he tried everything. He was always de- well, the one that went out and tried to see if this worked or not. And if it didn't, he tried again, put it back together. And he used to fly those planes that you have the throttle and you get to do it. We went out to a great big, huge field. And the first thing he did was he put it on and went up and he was watching it. Nothing in there except one pole, and he hit it. I, I, did, <laughs> I, I did. I did RC as a kid, and I do drones now, and I like drones better because they don't run into things like a regular RC does. <laughs> um, but thanks, mom. That was awesome on live TV. Chime in anytime you want to, Wendy. Please. Yeah, yeah I think we need, more, like we need more questions for mom. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we definitely need more questions for mom. Like, what is that sticker? What is that sticker right there? PPG grandpa sticker. <laughs> I have to take it off. That's a PPG yeah, grandpa PPG, sticker. Uh, PPG great grandma. Yeah, and I got a ClearProp TV sticker, which reminds me, if you guys want stickers, go to clearproptv.com, fill out the form, say you want some free stickers. We'll send you some free stickers in the mail. Then you can put them on your shirt. I do want I do want to say that uh, you got a wonderful shirt there, uh, Will. It's a very nice shirt you got on there. Thank you, sir. And, um, Thank you. And, no, and no, PPG no, Pirate? No, 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 no. <laughs> PPG. <laughs> PPG Pirate said, I thought y'all were making jokes. His mom is actually here. <laughs> <laughs> mom is in the house. Mama's in the house. <laughs> oh, and in case you weren't here earlier, my mom, okay, has a favorite person on this panel. It's not me. Yep. Who is who is your favorite person on this panel? It's got to be Jane. Oh, Shane. PPG Shane is he her favorite his person. Head, his head is big enough as it is. Don't tell him that. <laughs> His head barely fits in the window. Come on, man. <laughs> All moms love me. All moms love me. Just say hey, no. I, I think she said that your the favorite joke was um, Jack jumping on the couch joke that you said the couple uh, couple of episodes yeah. back. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank thank goodness the neighbor isn't here and him jumping on the neighbor. It gets really weird when I yell it. 
<laughs> I have a question for Bob. Uh, Shoot. It, um, you know, as a pilot myself, I mean, I, I think our stories are similar in that I wanted to get back into aviation, but did not want to really get back into aviation and owning an airplane and, and the whole works there. But as far as the feeling of flight, you know, the, the, just the feeling, how would you compare fixed wing, you know, flying an airplane versus flying a paramotor? It, it's hard to compare really. Uh, Cause I mean, honestly, I love them both. I, I wouldn't have been in, uh, flying fixed wings for so long. And the plane that I was in love the most with was my V-tail Bonanza. I mentioned I had that for 22 years. I, and I flew about a hundred hours a year in that uh, average over the 22 years. So I flew a lot, I went a lot of places. Um, I had a son who lived, you know, a four hour drive away that I was sort of halfway raising. So it gave me access to him you know, vacations, you know, fly it out west to ski, just all kinds of great stuff. But you just kind of enter a different time in your life and you're not doing that. So I didn't really miss having the plane. Um, but as far as the feeling, it's just so totally different. And I'm, you know, I'm nuts about, you know, the paramotor flying. I just like being up there, you know, by myself, you know, with, I mean, I like having some other guys flying around with me, but just, just being in the, in the unit by myself, I don't really have any desire to take tandems. Um, I think partly, uh, although when I was flying fixed wing, one of my favorite things was to take people for a ride that had never been in a small airplane. That was always a great fun thing to do, you know, you know, but um, I don't have the desire to do that. I just like being up there and flying and, it, and it's a different feeling, but it, and, and it has its challenges. I mean, I discovered that early on by thinking I could just do it all on my own, you know, thinking I knew everything about aviation, but it's, it's, it's that different that uh, you have to approach it what it is. Yeah. But it's great. I agree. I mean, for me, it definitely scratched the wanting to get back into the air itch. Right. Yeah. 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 That's pretty much what it did. What it did for me. When I think back on those couple of years where I wasn't flying anything, I think that's almost odd for me and my personality because I had uh, I owned three airplanes over the course of uh, I owned a Cessna, a Piper, and then I owned the Bonanza, and. I, I owned them over like about a 40 year period. I didn't have one day in that period that I didn't own an airplane. Each time I bought an airplane, I bought one and then waited to sell the one I had. <laughs> 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 so it's like, you know, so that's odd to think about that, but you know, it's, it's all gone. I'm, I'm so, and I'm sorry, Sean, I'll, I'll give it back to you. I'm just, this is a really fascinating topic to me. Um, no, I mean, keep it rolling. I mean, this, this is awesome. I mean, that's what this is all about is to, is to talk, you know, aviation and, and this is great. I mean, that's why we're all here. I mean, we got a big panel talking about aviation. Yeah. Well, so there was a gap between when you had your last airplane and when you, when you first picked up paramotoring. Right. Okay. So how many days did you look up on a beautiful day and say, man, it'd be a beautiful day to fly. I live on a, 
I live on a lake in Eustis, Florida, in Central Florida, just north of Apopka and Orlando area. And then just on the other side of the lake is a, a highway. And then just on the other side of the highway, so less than a mile as the crow flies, is Mid Florida Airport, which is a 3,000 foot grass runway airport, um, which is where I was based for 20 years. And I, I can't, I can't walk through the house without seeing an airplane take off. So yeah. that was constant, you know, it was a constant reminder. Yeah. But, but, you know, I got, got distracted with other things, you know, riding the Harley and I took some trips, you know, and, and then I had a, a, a Mustang GT 500. And so I was in that club and I was doing a few other things, but it just wasn't quite as good as being in the air. I hear you. <laughs> hey, Bob, there's a yeah. question in the chat from J.R. Paramotors wants to know, how, do, how does Bob get permission to fly every day? I have the best um, wife in the world, you know, what can I say? Oh, that's yeah. true. It sounds like it's true. And, and let me tell you, I get up like tomorrow morning. Uh, my wife works. Okay. I've been retired six years. My wife's still working. Okay. Um, she gets up at 6.30 to go to work tomorrow, but I'll be up at 5.30. So I kind of disturb her a little bit, but she's real good about that, you know? So that's how, that's how accommodating she is with my crazy sport. That's awesome. Now we talked about you getting up early and flying mornings. Um, what was the reasoning that you get up in the mornings instead of doing like, you know, late night uh, flights? Um, I, I will do some evenings. It's just that this time of year, mornings are easier to plan, at least down here in Florida. Um, throughout the summertime, uh, there's probably 80, 90% chance that you can fly in the morning. And so that's a little bit easier to plan. The afternoons, like right now, the storms have just stopped down here. So, you know, we get rain and and today it was pretty, pretty crazy down here. So we get that in the afternoons in Florida, but uh, there's, there are times of the year when I will uh, hopefully get some, some evening flights in. And I like those just as well. You know, does it normally storm in the afternoon or, I mean, is that why it's easier to plan morning times? It's just nicer yeah, in the summertime, morning. Right now through Florida, the summer, we're covered with storms every afternoon. Hmm. Okay. They were, they were hitting about, they, they started early today around 2, 2.30, something like that. Holy smokes. Okay, well, that makes sense. So in the morning after all the rains are uh, rain is done, it's pretty dry or is it still kind of no, wet? It's not dry. We, we, it is, you know, I'm, uh, the airport I fly from uh, has a really nice 2,000-foot uh, grass runway, um, but it is grass and it will it gets wet so it's it's we have that challenge but that's not uh that was more of a challenge before i upgraded the motor on my uh, uh on my trike because there were were times when it just almost wouldn't pull the wet thing up but uh that's not an issue for me anymore so i just go let it get wet dries right out and you know I'm on my way. That's cool. Now you said that you have a really nice grass uh, 
a place for for you did the airport manager give you that uh, told you this is where you you can fly or or what no here's the story uh it's actually some land in in near groveland florida it's uh um oh gosh what's the identifier it escapes me right now i write it down in my logbook every time i fly three fd4 Three Foxtrot Delta Four is the identifier for the airport. Um, it's Florida Flying Gators Ultralight Airport. It's a private club, and the club leases the land from some investors that own the land from in Orlando. But they have been leasing this property for thirty years, so it's it's been it's been around a long time. Um, Apparently, before I started flying there, they had they had some uh, uh, paramotor flyers using it occasionally, and they kind of kicked them off. They didn't like the way they played around the airport, I guess, for whatever reason. There's some stories on that. But anyway, so they were like, they had banned paramotor. But I didn't know this. I just found out about the airport and uh, approached them and I guess they thought they would give it a try again. And so since then we've had a bunch of, we have several paramotor people who are members of the club. It's a private flying club. Uh, I mean, I can invite guests, but it's basically private, private club. You got to join the club. You know, if you want to fly and you got to come to a meeting and say, I want to join the club, but it's, it's a very, very nice, you know, place to fly has hangers. Um, yeah, it's great, great spot. That's awesome. Yeah, I went and approached our um, our uh, airport manager and uh, gave me a nice a nice area inside the gate. Gave me a, a gate code, and uh, not only do we have this huge area that's all grass that they take care of, they mow it and everything, but right beyond it, there's a huge um, area that's all cement that um, we can put our wings on. And like when I trike, you know, I can put my wing down there in the morning or night whenever the grass is wet and I can just yeah. you know, use that. And, you know, it, it's amazing. So do you, you have that little bit of um, uh, cement also that you could use in the morning to lay No, not really. But what we've done, and it was interesting, somebody posted uh, on one of the paramotor sites just today, uh, something about, you know, what do you do when the grass is wet? And everybody had all these great ideas. And one of the things that we do, if, if it's, if it's wet and it's short, it's not quite as bad as when it's wet and long, you know, and, uh, but our, our airports kept mode. <laughs> so at any rate, Sorry. that's okay. At, at any rate, we don't, we don't have any place to drive it. We have a, uh, we have a two before that's about, 10 feet long with a rope on it and we'll quickly drag that grass and it knocks the dew off the grass a little bit. And we use that occasionally if it looks like it's going to be super wet. How about a tarp? Have you guys tried using, you know, putting a tarp down and then putting the wing on the tarp? Well, yeah. The, the only problem with the tarp is we're doing this right on the runway and then we take off and the tarp is still there. Oh, I see. Any, other, okay. any of the ultralight aircraft want to come in to land, the tarp is kind of in their way. Gotcha. Okay, I, I understand. Yeah, we I saw something on Facebook where this guy has been carrying around legit a billboard-sized tarp. I saw that. Did you yes. see that? 
Yeah. yeah. It's like the size of two wings. And he laid it out. He said he finally got to use it and it worked well. That just seems like a lot of a lot to carry around, you know. Yeah, I don't want to carry my wing around, let alone a tarp that weighs yeah. a lot more yeah. than my wing. Yeah. yeah. I have one of those, JP. Do you? Yeah, it's actually a billboard, you know, the, what they use to cover it. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and is it's it kind of hard to. Is it I heavy? Haven't used, haven't used it yet because, like, I, the only time I would use something like that would be for a morning flight, and I, right. <laughs> I don't fly in the mornings. But I mean, I've got a tarp, like a tarp to throw over my motor if it starts raining or something. But I don't have a huge. I I just lay it out carefully and go for it. Like, yeah. You know. Well, I mean, there's no doubt it's overkill, and it definitely works. I mean, it can't yeah. help but work. Absolutely. So it's what are you willing to sacrifice, you know? For, uh, yeah, if it's wet outside. Willing? Go ahead. I was just saying are what you're willing to handle. Will. Uh, will. 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 <laughs> Shane made a funny. <laughs> hey, the guest laugh. That's all that matters. Move hey, on. Hey, the mom laughed too, so obviously you did good. Oh, well. You know she keeps doing bunny ears behind your head, don't you? I, I hope she is. That's the best part. Do a bunny ears, mom. Do a bunny ears behind my head. Do do a bunny ears behind my head. I got bunny ears. Oh no, John. John, why is he only using one finger to give you the peace sign? <laughs> I get that all the time. I don't know. I think it's maybe I really love you. Maybe she. You're her number one uh, son. That's what it I is. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I guess I got the oldest part, but you know, maybe not the number one, but I'm the oldest one, so whatever. Look, I have real bunny ears. Yay! <laughs> oh man, that's cool. TikTok Tulo, there you go. Mm -hmm. You put that on oh. your TikTok. You can do that. You know, he's he's being bunny, really, really <laughs> bunny. I can, I can tell you right now, Will has never experienced a wet wing from morning dew because he doesn't get up in the morning to fly. <sighs> Oddly enough, so yes, know. I have. And I failed what? my first two launches trying to get that daggone wing off. Uh, you know, I mean, it was soaking wet. That's the one and only time I've ever you know done a morning launch. And that's why I have a trike, because morning times... When it's wet like that, a trike is amazing. For everybody that thinks trikes are just good for for old people that can't, uh, you know, um, walk. <laughs> no. Of course they are. Well, it is, but yeah. man, I tell you what. In general, I mean, I love to uh, to, to foot launch in um, in in heavier winds. Heavier winds, it's great to foot launch. You can almost foot launch anywhere, especially when you you know. You do a reverse and you take off. You're kind of like doing an elevator all the way up. And then when you come in for landing, you're kind of doing an elevator all the way down the ground. That is fun. Don't try it on a trike. Wait a minute, Bob. Have you ever done anything like that on a trike? What, what's your what's your maximum speed of the wind? Uh, do you go out like uh, your winds and gusts? I go out early, so I rarely have a whole lot of wind to contend with. You know, five or six mile an hour is probably the most I've ever taken off in. Um, Although, because we have a one long runway, we don't, uh, you know, in my home field, I often can't line up into the wind. So I've, you know, had to learn to cope with a little bit of crosswind on, on takeoffs. But if it's just a few miles an hour, it's not so bad. Yeah. 
I, I do have one quick question since, you know, you are a trike flyer for such a long time. Um, I got that little extending um, trike that I can put on my foot launch. So it's not yeah, like yeah. a big, you know, yeah. trike. Um, I mean, I've flown the big trikes before. They're a lot different uh, than these little short ones because I can really do a quick, you know, left and right and, and adjust that that kite above me. When you're in your, this, this bigger, longer, you know, um, heavier four-stroke, you know, uh, EFI motor and you get the wing up, it's a little bit crooked. How difficult is it for you to get underneath of it and correct that wing? Or do you have to drop it and reset? No, I, I would say it's not all that difficult. I mean, I still have, um, I still have pretty good, you know, steering and, uh, I've just never thought of that as, as an issue, but it may be because I've not flown the real light ones like, like you're flying too. You know, if, if I did, I might find that, oh yeah, this is a little easier, but it's just what I've kind of grown with, you know? Well, yeah, definitely the, the bigger, um, paramotors, they feel like they have more power and they feel like they're a little bit more stable when you're, when you're going forward. This one is great. I mean, it feels pretty stable, but, um, you know, I, I, I like the bigger ones better. Um, they, they seem to be more, more stable, but this is more maneuverable. So I guess it depends on what you really want. Hey mom, um, what, what's, what's this? You, you got a new one. What, what is this one right there? Dragon campers. See, she's got a dragon campers and there's a PPG zone. Oh my gosh! Speaking about PPG Zone, more. we got we got somebody in the chat here now that uh, that um, runs PPG Zone. We're going to chat with him in just a moment um, after we're done talking with Bob. Bob, I know that we said that we're going to chat with you for forty five minutes and wrap it up, so you're done by eight o'clock. Is there anybody in the chat, anybody on the panel that has any questions for Bob? Any interest in an SIV, Bob? Not really. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm wondering how many people out there that fly trikes and trikes only has ever taken the SIV or thought about taking the SIV. Um, let us know in the chat. Thanks. Um, any other quest, uh, questions for Mr. Bob before we have to wrap this up and let him go back so we can get some sleep and get out early in the morning at 530 in the morning? Yeah, I decided that that I'm I'm going to come up with a I've come up with a new name. Oh yeah. Thanks to thanks to meeting Will on here today. Yeah, my new name is going to be Will. Get up at five thirty. Dot com. Dot com. Will's change his name to Will not get up in the a.m. to go or Will hit news. <laughs> <laughs> will hit snooze.com <Yeah. laughs> hey uh, bob are you going to uh, any of the fly-ins like moonshot I, I was telling i was telling uh, uh sean earlier i i spent um last october and the, the whole october before that at mountain city uh my family was vacationing in boone close by well i was staying in boone close by but i kept my gear at mountain city so i've done a lot of flight flying there and i will be at mountain city and after um, Moonshiners, I'm going directly to Hillbilly. Then after Hillbilly, I'm going directly over to Central Indiana flying. So almost a month. Well, we'll see you at Moonshiners. Yeah, that'd be great. Be looking for you guys. Absolutely. You can, you can try you can try my my trike. All right. See if you like it. All right. Hey, uh, 
Hey, Bob, Tony has a question for you. Um, any malfunctions in skydiving? <laughs> yeah. Uh -oh. in, in 900 jumps, I, I had seven reserve rides. Wow. Ooh. Okay. And I had a nickname. <laughs> I was called Test Jumper. <laughs> I did a lot of experimenting with my rig back then. Let's just, we'll just say that. I, I'm thinking of the cartoons when they pull the chute and knives and forks and stuff come out of it right now. Is is that what happened to you? Yeah, everything was different. They were all different, but seven reserve rides. I got, I do have a question, though, because um, I have not jumped off an airplane. Um, no, well, I did in the military, but that, that doesn't count. Um, but I never had to cut loose and then pull a reserve. Thank God. Um, tell us a little bit about what that feels like jumping out of a plane, pulling that chute. And now it's just, I don't know, was it do a flap in the air? I mean, how do you know that it's not working? Most, most times there's something out there and I've had, I've had a, a chute that was kind of mostly out there, but not right uh, up to like a bag lock where you just have almost nothing above you. They're all different. And, but they all, you almost don't remember what you what you did at the end it's it, it happens fast because you don't have a lot of time skydiving uh when that occurs and you just do what you're trained to do and you just cut away quickly and and uh pull that reserve and when you do that i mean it's almost instant so so how do you not, i don't want to do it again <laughs> right how do you cut away a shoot and I'm, I'm sorry that I'm getting off the, the path yeah. of paramotors, but this is pretty intriguing to me. So you jump out of the airplane, you're waiting to, to pull the chute, right? You pull the chute and it just flaps around. How do you cut off the correct chute so you can pull your reserve? <laughs> you don't want to well, cut off the wrong one. <laughs> I know. I don't, I don't know. In, in, in the beginning days when I was skydiving in the early 70s, using old military equipment, the the there would be a there's a, a two-stage buckle on your shoulders that you had to activate you had to open in and you had to squeeze and, and do a little pull uh those were complicated as the gear got better and the way the gear is today there's um a system where the risers attach where you just have a cord you pull pull that cord and bam that's it and in some of the rigs the uh you only pull one cord; it breaks you away and pulls your reserve out at the same time. So it's it, it's pretty it's it's not all that diff, difficult. So so what's the, you have to think about? Am I going to die or not? And, you know, while you're doing it, and, you know. Right. So so the newest technology is you pull something that initial shoot pops off and pulls up the the reserve. You it, it, you you can do that. An experienced most experienced jumpers. Uh, still prefer to do the cutaway first and then make, then do the uh, deploy the reserve afterwards, but they do have some, some safety, more simple uh, rigs um, for people who aren't quite as experienced. I thought it was all one motion. Like as your original shoot cuts away, it pulls out the reserve. There, there is that system. There is that system, but not everybody uses that system. Um, and, uh, and then of course, most people these days, and I didn't do this when I was skydiving because I, 
you know, been skydiving probably about 20 years. Um, most people these, these days have uh, automatic opening devices on the reserve chutes that sense uh, altitude and rated ascent. Oh, yeah. 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 Do you fly with the reserve? Yeah, I do. Okay. So do you repack your own chute? I do. I'm actually a licensed rigger, so I repack other people's as well. Okay, well, and the reason I'm asking is uh, where I fly out of, there's a, a skydiving school, so there's always a lot of activity there. Um, would they be able to repack a PPG chute or yeah. like a reserve? Yeah. They would, okay. I've never asked them that, but that would be like super convenient. Hey, yeah. Hey, Bob, while you're at Moonshiners, you want to repack my reserve? I'm just saying. Because uh, it's over a year old now, so it's ready to be done. Where are you what going? Do to do that? Where are you going after moonshiners? Well, the, it was oh. really hard to pack one out in the open. Yeah. I mean, the tiniest little breeze, and it's just makes it really difficult. So unless there was a place, uh, I mean, it's possible we could pack it inside the hangar. What kind of reserve do you have? I have. I think it's a round one. I. Yeah. I, I bought it. I. You know, I have to look at the. Uh, I don't honestly know. I have to look it? at the. It's uh, orange. It's orange. orange. Yeah, I don't. Even, I don't even know if it's orange. I've never even looked at it. It came in the package. I put it on, and I've never opened it since. It's it's been a year. Oh, okay. I'm still in my car. <laughs> <laughs> That's in case your car goes too fast. Oh uh, yeah, great place to keep it. <laughs> Always handy. <laughs> Hey, I flew oh. all weekend long over the river, and there's my flotation sitting on top of my refrigerator behind me. Oh, boy. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. How about this, Bob? How do you feel about uh, people pack, like repacking their own reserve? Um, I've, I've heard that they have repacking parties like over in Europe and stuff where they go and they throw their chute in a gym, and then everybody just repacks their own, and you know they show you how to do it, and it's not that hard. And I've seen a... Uh, a video on how to do it on mine and parts of it look you know very specific but other parts of it not so much and then i read at the end like the smart thing to do is after you get it all nice and neat you're supposed to ruffle it up real like a, a little bit before you put it in the diaper so that it's not all smooth so that it has more air to catch you know if you have to throw it anyways my point being how do you feel about uh non-certified people in a uh hacking on how to do it online and parts of it look you know what's going on who's talking um, yeah I, I don't know i don't know what that was um but anyway yeah i i think it's it's something anybody can learn it's not that difficult especially if you're just packing your own and you maybe get some assistance and you learn how to pack that one specific reserve and then that's the only one you pack Mm -hmm. you know I, I don't it's not really beyond that's that's how i felt because there was a, a specific youtube video from the manufacturer and they go into step by step by step and the little tabs are numbered on the the top of the canopy right the strings are all it's like i feel like you would know if you're doing something wrong it's all very organized and, and, and i'll tell you from my experience like i said i've i've deployed you know, a bunch, a bunch of times and I've packed other reserves for people. I did it a lot more, in, you know, when I was younger and skydiving, but it's not rocket science. You could, 
you know, 99 times out of 100, you could just, you could make a bunch of little mistakes. It's going to open. It's going to come out. Yeah, you got to do a lot of stuff wrong for it to not. That's, that's kind of the how I've felt about it. And even if you miss, you know, an annual repack, it's not like you're going to throw it and it's not going to open. It might open up a half a second slower or right. you know, you, your rubber bands might have dry rotted. Right. And, um, but I... I I'm just kind but of the main thing is to take care of it and keep it out of the heat and make sure it doesn't get wet. Or if it does get wet, you uh, at least maybe yeah. open it right away, make sure it didn't soak in, yeah. close it back up, or or get it repacked if it, if it maybe got wet. Because um, I recently, let's see, I think somebody brought me or sent me one, and yeah, he said it had been six years. You know what? It was perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's how I. Yeah, I, I know that's not you know that's going to be frowned upon, but but if it makes you feel a little better, yeah, you get somebody you get somebody to pack it, you know, yeah. before the six years mark. Yeah, I get I get an email once a year from uh, the manufacturer from yeah. Advance. Um, okay, and they when I registered it, it they signed me up for a yearly email saying, "Hey, just want to let you know it's time for the repack." What so, what um, what uh, reserve did you buy from Advance? Companions SQR. It's a round. That's square. what I bought. I just bought one of those. Yeah, they are great, great reserves and lightweight for the size and the weight Absolutely. range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Uh, I. I, th I had to throw it once when I was uh, early on, and okay. it worked like a charm. I'm still yeah. here, so it must be. Must be doing something right. We can just throw it, JP. What's that? In the air. In the air. Yeah. <laughs> Do it that way. <laughs> Just want to say a quick hey. night, everybody. I'm sorry oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit late. Hi, Bob. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet Welcome. you. Welcome I've been waiting for show. you, Linda, so now we can do our thumbnail. Everybody say cheese real quick. Oh, yay. Yay. Okay. Okay. Cheese, Mom, do, do your thumbs up. One, two, three. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, normally Linda wanders off, and then I'm like, okay, we're doing a picture. Where's Linda? I'm like, where's Waldo? Half the time through the show. Well, like, I'm glad that you guys got here because now it's time to go. Um, Bob, I know that you got to get out of here. It's eight o'clock. You got to go and uh, um, uh, get some sleep so you can fly tomorrow. So, yeah. so appreciate you. you jumping on here and chatting with us. Um, Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it a lot. Thank you, Bob. I'll definitely. be looking forward to seeing you guys at uh, Moonshiners. Yeah, we're going to have to definitely get together and hang out. Sounds great. You're welcome. You're welcome yeah, to thank the you, show Bob. anytime, Bob. Come hang with thank us you. on Monday. Absolutely. Okay, great. This is a place, place to be. All right. right. <laughs> so, everyone, that's Bob Curry. If you want to get up with him, you can go to paramotorguest.com and it forwards over to his uh, Facebook page. And uh, do me a favor, Bob, go to clearproptv.com because you're a guest. You get a free paramotor Ooh. calendar sent to you. <laughs> So anybody that donates gets a free calendar, but Bob, because he's a guest, he gets a free calendar. Um, so just go oh, yeah. to clearproptv.com and fill out that form. We'll get you out one. Um, or maybe we'll just wait until we see you at Moonshiners. That's a better idea. There you go. <laughs> Something to look forward to. <laughs> Absolutely. And and you can't you can't get out of this one. You got to go to Moonshiners now because I got your calendar. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs>
Carter. Uh, Where are you waving about there, kangaroo? <laughs> a question for Bob before he goes. Bob, good to see you uh, at your age flying PVGs, you know, uh, on the few, just two years younger. And uh, it's great to see people in the sport at our age. Um, one quick question uh, from GA. Awesome. Uh, I, I flew GA in my uh, late 90s. Anyway, how did you remove 45 pounds from a green eagle? That, that's, okay. a lot of, that's a lot of weight. Yeah. Um, I converted it first to a trike, and that was 12 pounds. I put a, an APCO trike seat on it instead of the hard fixed seat. Okay. That saved me 15 pounds. Yeah. And I put uh, lighter wheels on it. Yeah. Um, and, his wife, and his yeah. wife put him on a diet. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I could do a lot better if I went on a diet as well, but, but I didn't do that. But at any rate, um, uh, there was a few other things that escaped me right now, but I was able to get it down to where it was yeah. in a better way. Yeah, well, uh, I was just amazed. Like 45 pounds, that's quite a bit out of uh, what I consider a green eagle's not that much anyway. But uh, as you can see, my, uh, my machine behind me, yeah, uh, it's over eight hundred and thirty odd pounds with fuel, full of weight with me in it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'd like to get to it with a drill and punch out some holes, but no, <laughs> <laughs> it's a chrome molly chassis and all that. Uh, yeah, there is savings I could make in the wheels and have plastic rims and all that, but I, I wouldn't do it. Uh, yeah. I won an award with it uh, back in 2008 uh, at a big air show here uh, for most innovative ultralight uh, wow. here in Australia. And that's up with Jabaroos and 80% uh, Mustangs and Spitfires and mm. all sorts of planes that are beaten, built here. So it was a big honour for me. Big, yeah. big, uh, yeah, I, I didn't, couldn't believe it. But it was funny because uh, I had flight engine, uh, flying, sorry, aircraft engineers because I had it behind a barrier and they wanted to come inside to have a look. And then it all clicked later when I won the award and, and that. So uh, uh, some of the things they said were like, wow, we can't believe your welds because it's all TIG welded, Crow yeah. Molly. And uh, plus bodywork is aluminium and fiberglass front and so on. So it was a bit of an honour to win that award, which which shocked me as well. Um, yeah, just yeah, just wait. Uh, if I was to build one again, I come from drag racing where everything's built solid. Yeah. You know, in case of a two hundred mile an hour crash and. And when I was building it, one of my mates, who, who again is in drag racing, said, are you building this to save your life if you crash? I said, no, not really, but it's a good idea. Yeah. So, you know, uh, a little bit over-engineered, that's the way I am. I tend to make things a little 
stronger than they need be, and especially for aviation, I know I could have gone. I got sixty-five thou wall chrome molly where I could have gone thirty-five. Yeah, you know, so it would have been a big saving. Anyway, not to take the show. Uh, great to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Yeah. Cheers. All right. Back to you. Um, thank you very much, Bob. Uh, go ahead and get some sleep, and uh, right. appreciate your 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 lovely wife to let you get out there and do all that stuff. Uh, anytime that you want to, you know, get up with us and hang out anytime. I'll yep. do it. Yeah. Thanks, Bob. Have very a good one. Appreciate you, Thanks. buddy. You guys take care. Thanks, see you at Moonshiners. Yeah, be definitely. See you at Moonshiners. All righty. Yeah. Bye. Bye. All righty. So hey, uh, now we have the hey, official Sean. after show, guys. After after Sean. show. Yes. So the nice thing about flying out of Sebastian Airport, you get to see several things that you don't normally get to see at an airport. One, it's a 10-minute flight over to the beach. You can go north or south from there. Uh, the other cool thing is it hasn't happened to me yet, and I hope it doesn't because I don't mind after I put all my equipment away. But Sebastian is uh, – the, the Sebastian Airport is one of the, like, largest jump schools or, not, like, where they do all their uh, skydiving out of there. Um, it's really cool. You're sitting there. You see the plane go up, and then a few minutes later, you hear, like, wings opening up above you. Look up, and there's 10, 15 skydivers coming down. It hasn't happened to me yet where they're in the air coming down at the same time I'm in the air, which that's why I try to end my flight before 9, 930, because those guys start flying about that time or falling. Yeah, falling about that time. But uh, it's pretty cool to uh, sit there and watch them right at the right at the uh, LZ coming in. Those guys coming in like just hot, dude. They Their wings are just tiny and they're just I don't. I'm glad we don't have to do that because uh, a lot of them guys don't land on their feet. It's a lot of butt dragging. So you're saying that when you're okay, the next time that you're out there, bring a video camera of some sort that has good audio. I would love to hear the shoots opening up with you being on the ground. I've never heard that before. I think I, let me see if I still have it. I did videotape. Um, Yes, I, I do have. But I think I was talking during it, though. That's the problem. Um, the my next video. Are you talking about the sound that, that the kids make when they're after they've been open? Yeah, oh. it's. But when it's 10, 15 guys opening up almost at the same time, it's an amazing sound. It's pretty, uh, pretty cool to watch. I mean, you're looking up in the sky and. Every now and then, if the if the sun is right or the clouds are right, you can actually see them falling out of you know out of the sky, and then you just see their their shoots open up. The other the other cool thing about uh, flying out of Sebastian, if one of these guys end up having to throw their reserve, their um, container and their wing go flying off, floating somewhere else. And guess who they asked to go find those? I fly with a guy um, out of there who has been paid for his troubles up to a thousand dollars to re to uh, re recover uh, a wing. A lady had lost her, you know, had to throw her reserve, and her wing floated off into the preserve. 
and he actually went over and pinpointed where it was at, got in his truck, went over and found it, brought it back to her, and she gave him a thousand bucks for it. Holy smokes. Well, those wings aren't cheap. It was a brand new wing. Um, he's gone and found a container um, that floated off. He actually found it, went and got it, and was paid, I think, 200 bucks for it for his troubles. So I don't mind hanging out for like an extra 30, 40 minutes, a couple classes or a couple people going, groups going jump. Because if they say, hey, um, can you go help me find this? Well, I can't ask for money, but I appreciate if I got some. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's very yeah, interesting. I, I do like flying out of Sebastian just for that simple fact of it could it could be profitable for your troubles if you were to locate. We actually flew um, from the compound over to um, – where the heck were we? Oh, we went over to uh, uh, Valkyria Airport. Apparently, one of the RC guys lost a plane over there, and we circled around there for a while. Um, didn't find that RC plane, but we found another RC plane and dropped a pin on it, and they went and found it. So, it's it's. I mean, but out of the compound, the cops have asked um, over the years people to go out and help look for cars that were left out there or a car that's missing and uh as far as i know i've never done it or had anybody uh, ask me to go do it but apparently there has been several cases where the police have asked for our help out there hmm. that's pretty neat um i wonder anybody else on the panel have police or anybody ask you to go fly and see if you can search and find something yeah we did it at our club um, asked by the police to uh, go out and find marijuana crops. And, and then you also, stop, then you stop real quick, gather a couple <laughs> up to make sure that they're really marijuana and you fly away, right? No, well, we, said, well, we said no because uh, most of those guys, especially like the, you know, big plantations would have guns and, uh, we don't want to get shot at, so we told them to stick their uh, idea. Yeah, that sounds dangerous. Walter doesn't do foot. Walter doesn't do foot drags over top of uh, marijuana plants. He does hand. <laughs> hmm. I'd like to say hello to uh, uh, Mrs. Uh, Sean Robbins' mum. You know, uh, uh, Sean's mum. Oh, thank you very much. Um, he's Walter from from down under. He's actually in Australia. So so he's actually upside down. He has to turn his camera like that so it, so it looks normal for us. That's right, my laptop. And Shane, did you see my comment the other day about your flying? You said, "How does it look?" And I said, a "Bit hard upside down." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, look, everyone. I'm Walter. How's everyone doing tonight? There you go. There I was going to do that, but it's on my Mac, and I don't want to try to turn my Mac on. That'd be no good. God, hey, I just realized. Hey, I just realized that there's someone in the chat we need to be talking to right now. Yes, and there he's, is. He's I invited. I invited him over here because uh, he is very special and dear to our hearts. Cody, I mean, come on. Cody, 
Cody, there you go. He woke up. Oh, What's hey up, man? How are y'all doing? Who is that guy down there? Doing good. If you don't know, this is Cody Bach. He's the one that is uh, promoting our moonshiners and giving us spe special. Wait a minute. I'm not supposed to say that. And he's going to um, make sure that the Clear Prop TV people, you know, are taken care of. So, um, no, do, I'm not supposed to say that. No, so anyways, he he takes care of everything, but not us personally. So forget what I just said. Uh, welcome, Cody. We appreciate you being here, buddy. Yeah, um, I always enjoy watching the show. And it's always uh, nice when you jump on. Uh, I know that um, there might be a couple of questions about uh, the Moonshiners. Um, anybody that's in the chat right now, if you're going to Moonshiners, um, let us know that you're going to Moonshiners. And if you have any questions for Cody, shoot, now's the time. I've yeah. got a question. No, Cody, not you, kangaroo. Is Cody, <laughs> is Cody the man responsible for the PPG zone? Negative. Oh, sorry. I know I can't. How are the mosquitoes there? So we've never Fair had enough. a problem. Yeah, we've never had a problem with mosquitoes there. Really? Uh, we're at about 1,000 feet elevation here above sea level. And in Mountain City, I think it's about 2,100. So uh, I know it's kind of the hottest time of the year to have a flying. Yeah. And, uh, it's something we've never really had a problem with either, uh, especially at nighttime. Uh, is is it being hot at night or mosquitoes? So you're going to need a blanket at night, most likely. Really? So really? you're not going to sweat at night, yeah. I promise. We don't run generators at night. I open the windows on the camper. If you're tent camping, it's really nice. Hmm. So, yeah. uh, Cody, I did, I did look up um, the – farmer's almanac for that temperature that time of year around moonshine or i mean at, at mountain city this time of year and it said highs of 81 lows as low as 59 i just yep. look at the at the i just looked at the 10 day or 15 i'm sorry the 15 day forecast and it's high of 81 and low of 63 so nice. i mean 60 63 degrees at night is pretty nice and since the um Mountain City is kind of in, in a valley, correct? Yeah, so like in the mornings when you launch, uh, if it's not real, real foggy, you can kind of find a hole and spiral up, and it's it's definitely magical. Um, I typically fly with pants in the morning. Uh, it's kind of humid until the fog kind of burns off. There's there's times when you don't fly with pants on? <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking the same <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I haven't, but uh, I hate hey, imagine that TikTok too low. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just let it all hang out. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Sean's mom here. Sorry. No, no, no. We're, this is good. I'm glad it's the after show, and Mom loves this. This, yeah. this is great stuff. It's funny. So, Cody. Um, being in a valley, the sun comes up later and sets earlier, correct? Because we're in a valley there? Well, I'm not 100% sure work? on that. I've never really paid attention to it. I just know we get a lot of flying hours in the morning and in the evenings. Uh, I never really paid attention to the sun direction. So, um, yeah, I, it's never been an issue in the past. Uh, you just fly. So things that we I'm learned... So things that we learn is that we can poop in Eric's shower and we can fly in the afternoon without pants. I love this show. This is great. 
Oh, oh my goodness. All so right. How, how many of you guys are going to Moonshiners, by the way, that are on here right now? It better be everybody, One, except for Walter. I wasn't planning on it until you said that there wasn't mosquitoes. So now that there's not going to be mosquitoes. I'll yeah, you don't even have to bring bug spray. Really? Yeah, it, it's that nice. That like 90% of my hesitation is mosquitoes and heat. So yeah. I'm not I, much for I have, a question. I have a question for Sean's mom real quick. Or I, I, I have a joke for Sean's mom. Okay. What, what's the difference between a blonde and a mosquito? I don't have a clue. A mosquito stops sucking after you slap it. All right, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Bro. Bro. Dang. It's the after show. We can do this. <laughs> no, it looks like we're still live. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're still live. Yeah, it's it's the after hey, show and we're still live, but it's all right. <laughs> hey, I blame the I blame the pain meds, so <clears throat> sorry. Hey, did you catch any Anyways, deer on your last flight? On camera I did. Yes. Uh -huh. Five I've never seen five bucks in Florida together. And oh, the bucks. they were Yeah, they were all they were all very nice deer for Florida. But yes, I was I was impressed. I've seen 20 bucks in Florida. 20, 150. What is that noise? Five bucks. What? Hold on. What's that noise? We're getting some feedback. All right. So, Cody, um, showers, you have what the guys and the girls, there's one shower per bathroom, correct? Yeah, there's two showers. And I wouldn't say guys or girls. Uh, if there's one open, use it. Um, sorry, ladies. Okay. But there's going to be a lot more guys at this thing. <laughs> Everyone that, nope. that doesn't have a shower is kind of expecting to have a couple of those there. And, of course, all that's included with your camping fee. So, yeah, right. you definitely can, uh, you know, take a shower any time of day. So you don't have to wait to the mornings or the evenings if you, you know, want to shower at noon. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd just go on it whenever it was open, honestly. Yeah, right. <clears throat> that's I, I was just I'm just trying to inform everybody of however it's you know the setup is but um question for you that i haven't heard asked yet if a tent camper wants to tent camp by the campers is that allowed absolutely absolutely because okay. i know i know on the map you have tent camping and then camper camping i was just kind of curious if if uh, that was allowed or not. Yeah, Dave Garris came up with that little drawing I'm sure everyone's seen by now. Uh, you know, and as long as it doesn't interfere with, you know, like walkways or vehicles to get in between campers and stuff, I don't see it an issue at all. Uh, yeah, Dave wouldn't care at all. Does somebody have a fan blowing on their microphone? Linda. Sounds like I've got a fan blowing. It, it might be me. My, my central heat and air unit's down here in my unfinished basement, so... Uh, I'll just wait for questions, and in the meantime, I'll just keep it muted. All right. Anybody else have any other questions? I mean, we we've already we already know that uh, we've we've got a, a flight planned to go hit what is it? Three states? What is that? Virginia or West Virginia? West Virginia, um, North Carolina, and Tennessee. Correct. It's Virginia, North Sean? Carolina, and Tennessee. I've got a question for Cody. 
Cody, if you had to pick between Ohio and North Carolina on which is the better state, which state, you know, really the Wright brothers were born in Ohio. So really just because they flew out of North Carolina, you know, Ohio is first in flight, right? Man, that's kind of put me on the spot there. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I feel like it's just kind of a trick question, but. Uh, Pay no attention to all the guys wearing North Carolina shirts. Yeah. I was just thinking, North Carolina, that's first in flight. Um, yeah. I don't know what Ohio is. What is Ohio? What do they have? Is the birthplace of aviation. The birthplace of aviation. Yeah. You it don't is. see it. Listen. JP, you don't see a taxi company going, hey, we just had some kid born in the back of our taxi. We're the first oh, taxi company. With- <laughs> what are you, you're not even from the there. Why do you care? With, with the baby in the, that was born in the back, we're the greatest. No. If that baby grows up and becomes an astronaut, that's impressive. Being dropped at a Burger King bathroom is not like something you want to brag about. Okay, yeah, that, well, that they true, grew right? up in Ohio. They just my went. wife grew up in Ohio. Oh, they just went to North Carolina to fly because, because they're first in flight, and North Carolina is better than Ohio. Oh my God, you oh too! Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! I'm sorry, funny. Cody. Yeah, that was it, funny. It, these people are crazy. <laughs> <Good comparison. laughs> hey, all right. I so back to Cody. Anyway, so you know. I actually, actually am really excited that Cody's here because I've got several questions I'm just kind of curious about, such as the tent thing, the the shower thing. I I was under the impression it was male and female, which is great that it's not because you're absolutely correct. There are going to be a lot more male pilots there than females, which on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock Central, there's an all-girl show that talk about nothing but girl flying, which is good because we should – by next year, that show should be monstrous, and there'll be more girls flying, and they may have to have a guy's bathroom and a girl's bathroom. I'm just saying, there could be a possibility. But yeah, I think it's definitely come to that, you know, when you come to that bridge and it's time to cross it, uh, you know, I'm sure that wouldn't be an issue. Uh, I mean, it'd be nice to have more bathrooms, but, you know, it's just a small little airport, and uh, we just kind of got to make kind of do with what we've got in that sense what kind of turnout are you expecting what's that what kind of turnout are you expecting well the last time i checked the facebook page i think it's up to like uh like 115 people are saying they're going and well over 400 that are interested in going so cody i'm telling you right it's going to be over 200 pilots just so you know that's, That's what I've been saying. I've been saying that for the last couple of weeks, especially when we've seen the turnout uh, at Bad Apples. So I'm thinking maybe 300. I'm thinking closer to 300. Yeah, that that would probably not be an understatement. So 300 pilots plus their spouses or significant others. Right. We're talking about 600 people running around there. I bet you. Yeah. So the good thing about the size of that airport is. We actually have the entire length of the runway to set up in the grass on the sides of the runway to launch as well. So we've got three fields to launch and land in, and you know, just in the grass that's off the runway. And then you take the taxiway to the main runway and you have the whole runway in both directions. Something else I wanted to mention, uh, since about our second annual Moonshiners fly in, I know a lot of you folks are new and you probably, you know, 
none of you were there, I'm sure. Uh, we had a lot of uh, PPC interest, and I've tried to kind of keep this uh, paramotor-only event because I don't know if any of you have flown with powered parachutes. They're not a joy to be around. Uh, but, but uh, you know, being a federally funded airport, you know, legally we can't say you can't come. And the, the PPCs, when they do come, they're very nice. They're very polite. They actually go down to the end of the runway. They take off. We never see them again. Uh, you don't even know they're there. So uh, I was talking to a PPC buddy of mine uh, tonight. Actually, we ran into each other at the restaurant, oddly enough, uh, in town there. And he uh, was asking me how many PPCs were coming out. Right now, I think three powered parachutes are, in fact, coming out to the event. That, that's all I know. Uh, but there may be more. But hey, Cody, real, real quick, I don't mean to interrupt, but for all the people that are new um, and are listening to this podcast for the first time and they don't know the difference between PPC and PPG, can you quickly let people know what that's about? Yeah, so you hear PPG, which is what we are. We do powered paragliding. And then you have something that's been around, I'd say, longer than PPGs is called a PPC. That's called a powered parachute. And they're, you know, they're generally a three-wheel large trike looking frame with a big motor on them, generally 400 cc's or larger flying a different style canopy than we use. Uh, it's, it's more of like a parachute design. So uh, that's a powered parachute. Uh, actually, my first flying I ever went to was a powered parachute flying. Uh, and that's what, actually where I met Dave Purden. If any of you have heard Dave Purden, he has a flying. Uh, and Dave actually back in 2012 sold me my very first paramotor wing. So that was kind of neat. They have a lot of uh, PPCs at Purden's flying, and what's even worse, if you thought the PPCs were bad, they have a lot of gyrocopters at Purden's flying, which, yeah, and the power. Why? Do you know what that's and all the about, Shane? JP, they also had the uh, power hang gliders too. Yeah, the powered hang glider was there with the gyrocopters, and those are some uh, whoa, uh, some rotors. So when you're talking about coming in to land on a PPG, you're doing 20, 25 miles an hour before you flare or whatever it is. These gyrocopters are coming in three times that speed with gigantic blades spinning around. <laughs> I was so glad to be on the ground every time one of those landed or took off. I was like, dude, there's just no way. Giant I don't factories like it's 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 none of my it's none of my business why they allow them but i don't think it's right just for the safety factor um i mean we're slow compared to those okay. and we do not put out the rotor nor have blades spinning openly <laughs> that place isn't an like airport a, either that's a that's a just a soccer a, field yeah yeah so i don't know why uh i mean they're they're kind of cool it's neat but after the uh the initial novelty wears off. It, it is a little bit of a safety concern. I as, as for PPCs, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. I was just gonna, I was, go ahead. Go, go ahead. I don't have a problem right. with PPCs. <laughs> PPCs are fine, but the gyrocopter. Yeah. I personally don't don't have a problem with PPCs. I have no concerns of flying around them or near them. Um, I know to stay away from them because they do produce a heck of a lot more rotor and can really tear up the air for us if we fly behind them. With that being said, just don't fly behind them. It's pretty simple. Um, as for any other aircraft, I mean, 
as long as we're all safe about it, I'm I'm all for it. I just kind of don't like gyrocopters when I'm flying in the air. That's just me. The only air traffic you're going to see at this flying is the PPCs. Uh, what we do is paramotor pilots. And Dave, every once in a while, might have a plane coming in to refuel. Uh, I've got a couple buddies flying in in the middle of the day just to show off some cool airplanes. Uh, I've got one guy that's supposed to be stopping in on the way back. Uh, uh, it's a uh, a P-40 uh, known as American Dream, uh, Richard, uh, Tom, Richard, I forget his name, Tom Richards flies that he did a demo at Sun and Fun this year. And he's supposed to be stopping in on his way back from Oshkosh and showing off that beautiful World War II plane, uh, that P-40. It, it's gorgeous aircraft. So that'd be kind of cool to see. Uh, other than that, you know, there's no other, you know, kind of aircraft flying when we're flying uh, that we have to really worry and, about. And you guys are going to put up a modem, a modem, a MOD, what is it, MOD? Notums. Yeah, painting. Dave's going to issue notums. <laughs> Oof. Uh, a notum, uh, I think he said up to like 15,000 feet or something crazy. Uh, we've got the Tater right. free flight flying that's the week before our event. Uh, so those guys are going to have that notum in place anyways. I think he's just going to kind of keep it rocking and rolling for us through our little event. You know, just to let everyone else around us know that, you know, hey, watch out for paramotor pilots in the air is basically all it says. And we just want to be safe. Uh, hey, by the way, the pilot's briefing. The event actually starts on Wednesday, as we know. Uh, people are going to be rolling in uh, on Wednesday a lot. Um, I'm going to show up Tuesday. Some people are going to be coming in on Thursday. But uh, Wednesday evening is when we're going to have the safety briefing for the pilots. So we got a mandatory meeting there where I'll be handing out some bracelets for the event. And like I said on the previous shows, uh, the, the phone number to the, uh, to the airport's on the inside of the bracelet. And uh, you need a bracelet to fly. That kind of lets everyone know that you've been safety brief and you know the ins and outs, the do's and don'ts, you know, the safety. Uh, yeah, after you get your bracelet, you're good to go to fly. So, but that's, that meeting will be Wednesday night. Uh, uh, Cody, you're going to have, uh, you've got Avgas there, correct? For yes. us to buy? Yes. Dave will have plenty of Avgas. Okay. My next question. So I've been asked this several times and I haven't gotten the answer or found out about it how do we there's no pre-registration when you get there we're paying cash to whoever for how's that work how yeah so when you get to the pay? event when you get to the event in the fbo there there's going to be some papers stapled together with some some rules and some more safety and uh, hidden in the literature there's the gate code to get in and out uh and as far as uh I just drew a blank. Uh, what, what, I'm sorry. <laughs> what was the question again? So how do we how do we either pre-register or when we get there? Yeah. How do okay. We pay? Okay. So Dave, yeah, Dave, the airport manager is who you will pay for camping. Uh, you know, I've been promoting this event and hosting this thing out there. Well, Dave really hosts it. I just kind of promote it. Uh, I don't make a penny off this thing. Dave charges for camping, and that's it. You know, it kind of helps pay the bills around there a little bit for him. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we have t-shirts, we've got some stickers, uh, the link went live today for t-shirts, by the way, uh, Sean, you're more than welcome to drop that in the, uh, in the feed there. If anyone wants t-shirts, uh, 
Uh, I think we sold a little over 20 shirts already. Uh, just launched that a few hours ago. I'm going to have to fix the link tomorrow, though, because it only launched that campaign for the shirts for uh, like a 12-hour period, oddly enough. I don't know why. So that link will be fixed tomorrow, but you do have till midnight tonight to order some shirts. Uh, everybody wants shirts at these events, so this is kind of the best way to do it to where you don't end up with, you know, maybe 20 or 40 shirts at the end of the thing. You don't know how many people are going to buy them and, uh, and whatnot, so... And they're, they're really cool. You guys should check them out. Really, really cool shirts. With 300 pilots plus JP, it should be a good turnout. Yeah. So <laughs> I got some it. cool stickers, too, made up for the event. I'll have these at my camper. These are some uh, indoor-outdoor decals, high quality. So if you guys oh, want yeah. a sticker, come on over. These sound those are probably, probably four bucks, I think. Cody, yeah. you, were, Cody you were saying it's... It's in a valley. How, uh, how tall is that valley? Does that point a bit of a, uh, a restriction in, in flight? I, I'm sorry, uh, Walter, you were cutting out a little bit there. Sorry. Um, you said the uh, airfield is in a valley. Um, yeah. Does, that, does that cause any restriction like an area to fly? Uh, so it's a very large fishbowl. Uh, if you ever get on Google Maps and open it up, you just look up uh, Johnson County Airport and you can kind of see the mountains around the airport. Uh, really, the only no-fly zones we have is there's a prison just over one of the mountains and they don't want to slide over the prison <laughs> throwing drugs out. You know, I don't know why. <laughs> so that that's really the only restrictions right there. Uh I can think of off the top of my head. And, and uh, Shane, you were right. Uh, gyros uh, have got big knives to cut our lines, and that's one of my biggest uh, fears is is getting lines cut by another aircraft. And, you know, when you got powered parachutes, powered para uh, gliders flying around, um, we've seen that people have run into one another and that, that would be one of the worst things in mind to uh, to hit our lines, you know what I mean? Uh, I totally agree with it. And they are fast. And, and if you, I'm not don't, worried about if you don't have a reserve now, get one before you go to a fly-in for sure. I'm not worried about it hitting my lines. I'm worried about hitting me because it won't matter if I have a reserve or not if it hits me. <laughs> If true. it hits my lines, I just free fall a little while. Then I throw my reserve. But if it hits me, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Those things of, creep me out. There's a lot pretty, of blades swinging. Yeah, they are pretty nasty. Um, I'm wondering real quick, um, in the chat, if you fly with the reserve, let us know. Uh, on the uh, panel here, who flies with the reserve? And if you go to a flying, do you fly with the reserve or not? Just curious. I put I put my reserve on and haven't taken it off. My flotation, on the other hand, is on top of my fridge. Not sure why that is, but it happened. I just been too lazy to put back on. Don't tell my wife she'll murder me. <sighs> Glad it's off your chest. <laughs> Glad no one's going to yeah. know about it. Glad this is not live and streaming everywhere across the United States and the world and down under. Yeah, you know, they had all that stuff going on at Bad Apples, you know, the um, and fixed wing. And yeah. 
Yeah, yeah the, I'm surprised I, that went as smooth as it did. Yeah, I, I actually enjoyed that um, that uh, helicopter gyrocopter that that went through. That was pretty cool. But he did make a lot of passes. I was expecting for him to take off and go, but he came around a couple of times. Well, good video, but it messed up the air for a minute or two. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, as far as the powered parachutes, they really don't kick up as much rotor as you think. Um, when we went out to that fly-in, we were flying right behind them. And it's, I mean, maybe a little bit more than a normal uh, paraglider, but they weren't disturbing the skies that much. They, they are just like us. So there's really nothing to worry about with them. Eric, I'll thanks for your. I hundred percent agree with you on that one. The only thing is, if you've got a bunch of people kind of standing in one area trying to launch, it's definitely not a bad idea to wait about two minutes before you go. Right. But yeah, flying with them's not, not a problem at all. Thanks for your report, there, Daniel. Son. <laughs> that was, that was for Eric and his hand, his uh, bandana there, oh. his headband. Yeah, I was told I have to wear this to, to reach super cool status to be like Jade. No, I'll just reach. sit next to Jade. Hey You'll reach that, that way. I gotta head out. Hey, JP. Always a pleasure. I will catch you next time. Uh, hopefully, see you guys tomorrow on Shane's and Wednesday on Jade's. So. What? Where are you going? Always uh, a pleasure. You've been here for uh, an hour and a half, Linda. You just showed up. I just got here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Good night. Right, bye, man. Good night. Uh, All right. See you later, JP. Yeah, Linda, we were talking about. That's my love. Yeah. Linda, we were talking about jumping out of an airplane and then <laughs> and jumping in in five minutes. I was expecting you to come out of the sky. Uh, you know, the last, the way, the, the last. Four months have been going here with the parents. I feel like I jumped out of an airplane. There was uh, many days I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get on that airplane and jump off it. No, no. I just want to say um, to Angela in the chat, that was a good one. Burn. Shots fired. Oh, she said, bye, JP. Right. No flushing this time. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, that was funny. Poor guy. She's like so like um, yeah. So any so anybody in the chat have any questions for Cody? Because we literally have him available right now to answer any questions. Um <clears throat> pretty much all of my concerns or questions are have he's answered tonight. So I am waiting on the chat because I know Cody's important and he's got other things to do, like finish his basement. <laughs> I raised my hand. Uh, yes. Okay. So we learned that we could fly three states. And Cody, how far of a flight did you say it was like 12 miles? Ooh. Dave answered that question on the last time we all got together. Yeah. And honestly, I'm too lazy to make the trip, but I think it's doable. Uh, uh, I don't remember what the mileage was. Okay. When I don't you, remember you offhand say either. you think it's doable, does that mean there's a good chance you're running out of fuel? Well, I'd have to remember the mileage to be able to help with that one. 
I don't know if anyone's tried it yet. I, Twelve John, miles was sticking in my didn't head. Didn't you say you were gonna do it? Absolutely. I, I definitely want to fly those three states, and I want to get up to at least ten thousand feet. Since we that got was that, the other one. Since we got that notum to fifteen or sixteen, whatever it was. Well, I know. I know my last flight, or actually the Saturday flight, was fifty-eight miles, and I landed with five liters of fuel. So it's got to be under that. So. I think we can all handle that no problem. We should get a group together, five or six of us, and go do it. I, I would do it then. If we could get a group, I would go. As long as I can fly next to Jade, that's all that matters to me. I'm going to touch her tip. <laughs> no. <All right. laughs> just the tip. Just the tip, huh? All right. Jade, it's just the tip. Don't worry. Uh, Mom is still in the room. Please. <laughs> mom's mom's giggling back here. She thinks y'all is funny as hell. I know she's Mom, still thinking Mom's about the mosquito and the blonde joke. <laughs> yeah, I said, it didn't make any difference because my hair is gray. <laughs> she raised a marine. She'll get over it. There's John. Um, I have no comment. Just saying. Uh, you know, I'm an old Marine, so, you know, I came back home from uh, from boot camp, and I said, pass the effing salt. And I'm like, wow, did I really just say that? All right. They're like, here's the salt, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so she's been around it. My wife's been around it. Everybody's been around it. It's no big deal. On, on the show, I'm a, everybody has a clean mouth as best, as best we can. We, we try to curve the cussing. But if you ever meet me outside of this arena – You'll understand I am a Marine and I may say a wordy dirt every once in a while. Oh, yeah. So be right. prepared. It's all good. Cody, what do you fly? So I fly yeah, Cody, what, like, Sorry, go ahead. I was going to ask you what your equipment was. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, uh, so I sell Power to Fly. I'm one of the Power to Fly importers. Uh, I've got a paramotor school called Smoky Mountain Paramotor. And we sell Power to Fly brand as well as Ozone gliders. So I fly a Power to Fly RS model with the Moster 185 foot launch, and then I also trike launch uh, because we teach both here. So it's kind of fun to go back and forth. Very nice. Um, <clears throat> ooh, I have never flown an Ozone wing yet. I've only flown. Actually, I, I take that back. I've trained on a 30-meter ozone during school, and then I bought the Nubiak 27-meter uh, wing. And that's the only two wings I've ever flown outside of an SV, SV no, Jesus, SIV course. <laughs> so, okay, let me tell you what happened. Sunday, as I slide out of my seat, somehow I threw my back out on landing. So I had to circle back around, readjust and land with the back that was out. It was pretty good. Video's coming. But I've been on pain meds ever since. And uh, so they're kicking in now. Sean, by the way, you're pretty awesome right now. Just say no. <laughs> I'm killing myself. I've heard so many um, that's what she said jokes in my head tonight because of this pain med thing. It's been pretty good. Yeah. Oh, and don't, don't drink alcohol on pain meds. Just say no. <laughs> That's that's soda pop, so we're okay. That's good. Yeah. 
It's a white claw. <laughs> Just kidding. I can't. I can't. That's gross. So he's on pain medicines uh, and edibles and and alcohol. That he's he. No wonder you're feeling so good. No, I got a commercial driver's license. I cannot be on nothing that doesn't. No, 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 no. H THC. Holy crap! It is. Now, kick, these are kicking pretty good right now. Sounds like it's kicked in. <laughs> poor poor Cody, he's kicked in the background going, I just came here to tell about moonshiners and you guys just keep on talking all over me. <laughs> I know. I seriously so I went to the website to look at the shirts. Um the shirts are what are they? Is there is there a price difference on if some guy like myself that's fat that needs a two X, is there a price difference on that, by the way? No. It is a dollar, but uh, I didn't see price no, a, difference on like a 2X versus like a medium. Uh, but there are two different uh, styles of shirts to choose from. Some people it's, like it's the Tri-Blend shirts. They're a little softer. And then they've got that other, uh, it's kind of a higher quality t-shirt material. It's a little bit less expensive. So so if I, if I click on the premium unisex tee at a medium, it's $24.99. If I go to the 2X, it's a dollar more, which is not a big deal. That's only on fair. No, no, I agree. There's a hell of a lot more material for a dollar more. It's, it's, I mean, if, if Will wants to get a 2X and use it as a, as a 90, like a moo moo, he, he could probably wear it like that. A moo moo. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's first implied, I'll wear it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm after the show. I'll actually want to order one tomorrow because I don't know what I'm doing right now. Yeah, did we put? Oh, yeah, some. he did. Bonfire.com. Is that right? Do what? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, he's on Bonfire. Uh, Bonfire.com, and then it's like forward slash fifth annual moonshiners flying. Uh, the link is in the is in the uh, the feed there. Uh, yeah, I put it in. Yeah, I put it in the chat already, but I'll I'll drop it again real quick for the people that haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, if you guys want free stickers, you need to send me your correct address. Apparently, I've been sending uh, stickers to old addresses. <coughs> David Wolf, but he finally got hit, so that's good. So, so okay, um, I just dropped the uh, link in the uh, chat again. So what's the difference then between the, I know what unisex means, but what's the difference for a guy to order a, uh, a, a unisex versus a, well, they're both unisex, aren't they? So it's the tri-blend versus the premium. Correct. Okay, so what's the difference there between those two? The tri-blend is, I guess, made of more materials. It's actually a little bit softer. I wear a lot of tri-blend shirts. They're a little bit more expensive. The qualities are a little bit better. Um, the shirt you're wearing, it looks like maybe might be like more of a premium style t-shirt uh, and not just the cheapest thing you can go buy at Walmart. So with that being said, your tri-blends are going to be a little bit uh, more expensive. Uh, they're a, a higher quality materials. That might be like what Mark sells. Shane, you know how soft that is, his shirts? Yeah. So, uh, Cody, is there a chance if people didn't pre-buy shirts that they could buy them there? I know there's probably a limited selection or whatnot. Yeah, so unfortunately, my graphic designer got to me a little late uh, on getting 
the design stuff to me for my for my stickers for the event and the t-shirt so unfortunately i hate to say if you order a shirt right now it's probably not going to be to you by the fly-in uh, uh this batch ordered before midnight tonight uh are going to start shipping out on the 27th of july i don't know how long it will take to get to you some people might have them before the event uh but i can't make any promises to that so uh, I've got a lot of people too that you know they're buying shirts and they're not even coming to the event. So, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the bummer. I didn't get this thing done in time uh, to actually have them for the event. But every year, everybody always wants shirts. So we made some nice ones this year. I'm really happy with how they turned out. So if you order it by midnight tonight, you'll get it by the event. It's not promised. Most likely not. I would just say no. Okay. Um, with that being said, uh, when I created the, comp the campaign, this go around for the shirts, they didn't uh, give me a time frame to set up and it just defaulted to a 12 hour campaign. <laughs> so tomorrow I'm waiting to get an email back from Bonfire on what it takes to get an extended uh, campaign. So they're not like a 12 hour release. It'd be like a two or three week order time frame. Okay. Well, Cody, for, for a promoter, I'm saying that you've done a very good job so far. Um, you, this is your third show that you've come on and talked to us about this event, uh, giving us great advice or uh, information. And uh, so far, I, I mean, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but every day we have, uh, <laughs> we have talked at least somebody on this panel has talked to me about the fly-in. Um, we are so excited. Can't wait. Um, I've got friends that uh, are doing uh, Airbnb that's just around the corner, I guess, six minutes or six miles, whatever it was. Um, from there, um, I'm I'm traveling, I think it's almost 700 miles to get there. I'm, I'm ready to go now. I, I mean, just because I don't want to work, but I'm super excited for the, the new area. Um, flying in mountains. I'm, I'm from Florida, so everything's flat here except for a few things. There's a couple hills here, but for the most part, it's all flat. And I'm I just love flying in the mountains. With flying in the mountains, any concerns that you can um, give us? That uh, any advice you can give us about flying around these mountains or hills, whatever you want to call them? Uh, no. for new people that haven't yeah. around them? Well, yes and no. So, you know, I started my PPG adventure in 2012 and I live in East Tennessee, uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, to be specific. And uh, we've never had a problem with mountains. We don't fly really close to them though. Uh, most everything is kind of, kind of flat for where we are other than like, you know, the Great Smoky Mountains and the ridge we fly, that's the Great Smoky Mountains. Uh, if we get up high enough, we can go over them, but typically we're not trying to fly low over them if, if you catch my drift there. So flying in the mountains, I've never had a problem with it here. I've been training guys. This July makes seven years. None of them have had problems with flying here during the mountains, uh, <laughs> during the mountains, uh, around the mountains. We just, we don't really fly in the middle of the day here. Um, right. I know there's some free flying sites in Chattanooga and Dunlap. Tennessee, which is about less than two hour drive from here. It'd be really cool if we had some free flying sites here. Uh, 
but there's just no real good spot for it. So it, in regards to flying at Mountain City, uh, there's kind of one big ridge really close to the airport. Uh, it depends on what the wind's doing that day. And of course, you know, the, the, the sun, you know, shine on the mountains versus your shaded spots, stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, you don't really need to get close to them. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, if you've never Is flown around mountains, just don't go around the mountains. There's plenty of flat around so there. So is there any concern about windward side and, and the other side? What is the other side? Leeward. Leeward. Yeah, I'm not a free flight um, guy, but I would I would say stay out of the shadows. <laughs> uh, okay. And then, you know, pay attention to the wind direction. You definitely don't want to get on the backside of a ridge that the air was coming across the mountain. You know, of course, you've got your low pressure, high pressure, you know, uh, you know, ridge lift and whatnot. So... Again, I'm not a free-flying guy. We typically avoid stuff like that, but I would say stay away from the mountains if you're worried about it. Um, some guys will sit there and just go back and forth on that mountain, depending on what the air is doing that day, and say, man, I didn't really have to use my motor that much. But that's that's rare. That's uh, that's very rare. So yeah, just go out and fly the fishbowl is what I call it, and uh, yeah, you'll be just fine. How big? How big? How many square how, how big would you say the bowl is? Is it enough for 200, 300 pilots to fly around or, or oh, should man. we climb and, and head out? Yeah. So again, uh, this may be my sixth time ever flying there. So with that being said, uh, it's a pretty big area. Uh, I mean, you can go as far as you want down to the lake. Let me pull it up on Google maps here. It's uh, it's a big area. And when you said Dunlap, Tennessee, I wanted to say that uh, my belly Dunlapped over my belt, just so you know, because I'm a bigger guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Yeah, if you it's if, if you can pull it up on Google Maps, I mean, you can see you can fly all the way down the valley there, down to the lake, and you back. can you can it's share Google. your screen if you want to, Cody. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Gosh, I'm so new to this thing. I, I've only ever used Zoom to talk to you, Sean. I know, right? <laughs> uh, screen share. So I just click on screen share. Yeah, screen share, and then click the right um, um, box that you're opening, and we should yeah. be able to see everything that you're saying. There you go. We see it. You can see this. We can see that, man. All right. All right. So. Let's see where I got lost here. There's a lake. So the... Sorry, don't get dizzy on me. So here's the airport. And like I was saying, on both sides of the runway, you've got all this area to set up your wing and launch. And then we have our we have areas here, 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 and the East 40, right in this area. Can so you zoom in launch. and show us real quick, because um, this is good. Can you zoom in real quick and show us where the um, campers park and where the tent people go? Yeah, so I think the way Dave had it drawn, campers will be on the apron here. They'll be uh, parked in kind of tight here, and then he's got two more rows here of campers, and then it'll be the same thing here, a row and then two rows. I'm not 100% sure how that one's going to work yet, and then we have – this whole area for campers. He said, worst case scenario, we've got <laughs> some stuff down here. Uh, 
He said there was a whole other field he could open up or something as well, correct? Yeah, I'm not quite sure. This could be an old picture. I know they've done a lot of landscaping work. So I don't know if they've cleared all this out. I know for the people that like to kind of take off and go fly and come back close to the runway, he's cut a bunch of trees down right here, by the way, for guys that like to try to foot drag this creek, which, I mean, it's maybe four inches deep, by the way. <laughs> Typically to fly and you want to launch and get the heck out of Dodge. Especially right. when any pilots coming. How are the prevailing winds, Cody? Are they pretty pretty true to the runway numbers? Again, I mean, I can only speak from my six times I've been there and flown, uh, but typically, uh, I mean, I, man, I've, I've taken off all kinds of directions here, but uh, I've set up right on the runway and I've gone this way, <laughs> northeast, uh, you know, southwest. Um, I've had it come from all different directions. I have to be, but it, as far as what the predominant, directions are on the wind I, I can't 100 percent tell you that if dave was on here he would be boring you to death with that <laughs> so but it's going to be a good time we always have a good time at this thing so you can see so the mountains and then we have oh, all sorry, all this inland dave says fly up through town here people love it this town loves paramotors by the way nice i mean you could fly all the way up into mountain city here uh so you've got all this, then you, or you can, uh, you've got all of this, then you can fly down to the lake over here. Some people do that if you want. Where's the, where's the prison at? The prison is up here, right there. So here's the airport, uh, right here. Here's the prison. So you'd really have oh, to fly good. over the mountain to get there. Yeah. Right. So let me zoom out and we'll talk about flying the three states. Okay. Here we go. Now. So you can kind of see some state lines here. I believe this is North Carolina, Virginia, and Tennessee. I think that's it right here. So the airport's here. Here's the three states, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, right here. So my airport's about here. <laughs> I know it's hard to see. So yeah, uh, I'd be down if we could get a group of anyone that wants to go. Absolutely. Any other questions on, on that? Yes, I do have a question. Is there any place that paramotor pilots can take off from and land to have, say, breakfast and or dinner and then take back off? Not that I'm aware of. That's the first question I've ever had like that before. So Mountain City is a really small, old town. A lot of the restaurants are not your mainstream towns. They're all things you've never heard of before. So, of course, here's here's the airport. And then you take the highway, uh, Roan Creek Road, into town. There's a grocery store right here, like a food line. And then you you keep heading north. And then there's some different, oh, there's food line. There's some different restaurants. Here's a Dollar General. Uh, I'm looking on the maps right now, and it looks like there's a big field across the street from Mike's Barbecue and Sub Shop. See, that's what I'm talking about. We just need enough room to land, walk our stuff over, go have some dinner, and uh, take off again. 
if there's not a fence right there. I mean, there's hay bales. Brian's already starting to shake right now, but he knows, um, you know, he knows how to maneuver those things now. You you could ask Dave. <laughs> it looks it it looks like they use this field for hay. So if they had just cut it for hay, you might be able to land and launch out of that field. Yeah, I'm uh, looking at it. Looks like yep. the uh, it looks like the left uh, left hand side is like clear. I believe. I mean, it looks like it is. And then there's a Mexican restaurant, um, and and also yeah, it looks like. Um, the garden barn. I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's like a place to get plants or not, but looks like there's a lot of area to, to land and check out. I mean, I think that we might have to scout that out. Oh, there's a pizza place right across the street from a big, yeah, there's a big field right behind pizza plus. Like, yeah, that might, be, that might have to be a goal of ours just to, uh, you can go to church. Well, <laughs> If you can orchestrate bite your tongue, that, that will burn up. If you can orchestrate that with Dave and the property owners, I don't see why not. Right. Oh, that that parking lot at the barbecue joint looked big enough to land in. Just so that you know, looks that looks say. really doable right there. Um, yeah, I would I would totally do a like during the middle of the day if there's nothing going on, take a trip over there drive over there and talk to the owner and, and uh, see about uh, fl flying in for dinner. That'd be pretty awesome. I like your style. Quick lube at Danny's Tire and Quick Lube Center. Got to lube your harness. Oh. I, I heard two moans on that one. I see a food so, line, so we can go to food line, uh, fly in there. There's a big area, and we can just go in there and get a sub or something in food line. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cody, how far is uh, – food line is a grocery store. It, how far is a Walmart from there? I don't even know if there is a Walmart. There's a Dollar General, and that's right next door to food line. I'm talking about getting food because I'm not dragging – uh, all my food 700 miles. Yeah, he's not dragging campers. There's a couple uh, Mexican restaurants. Uh, there's Pizza Plus, which is very good. Oh, it's awesome. I love, I love that place. Um, there's a parts store. Do we need anything? O'Reilly's? McDonald's? Uh, Poblano's Mexican Grill? Uh, there's a seafood place here that's pretty good. I can't remember. Sherry's Chicken House is really good. Uh, KFC, Taco Bell. Yeah, look, look at right behind the Taco Bell. There's a farmer's barbecue. I don't know if it's an yeah. actual barbecue place, but look at that big field there. This? Yeah, right. Yeah, look at that. Oof. I don't know if it's, I don't know. I mean, it looks like there's a Taco Bell and a KFC, so I don't know if they, um, you know, used it, but that's a nice big field. It looks tall. This stuff looks like brush. Well, look, it says that there's a KFC and a Taco Bell, so I think that's probably. Oh, that's right. They, these are brand new. Yeah. Yeah. So that might not work. Yeah. But yeah, that's it's it's a small little town. Uh, not much to, not much around. Uh, but there's places to eat, for sure. 
Look at right. Okay, so um, there's a Flips Grill fast food right across from a big, um, right across from the Dollar General, and right behind the Dollar General, there's two fields. It looks like a baseball field and another field right above it. Here. Right, right where the uh, Dollar General is, and across the street, there's a Little Caesars Pizza and a Flips Barbecue. This Dollar General? Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Um, look at behind it. There's a field behind it off to the right. Yeah, to the right of um, the Dollar General. Oh, a ball diamond. Yeah. Oh, right here. Yeah, the diamond behind it. The only thing you got to be careful of is there are power lines that follow this road. Something to keep in mind if you're trying to come in here. So. And you guys are hardcore. Maybe I'm just lazy. I've been doing it so long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look right across the street. There's Flip's Barbecue. There's Little Caesars. You know? I mean, to... power lines, you run into them, you'll be shocked at how much pain it'll cause you. I mean, really. <laughs> dark, 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 dark. <laughs> but, yeah, that baseball field right there. I mean, as long as you don't ask me to land on the home plate, I'll be all right. You could do it. I don't, I don't spot land very well. I, I have reduced, I will tell you, I have reduced my landing zones from area codes down to a parking lot, just so you know. I think you're better than that. You're not giving yourself enough credit. Yeah, my wife says the same thing. But, um, but I'm home. where'd your mom go, Sean? She had to uh, go check something, so... She had to, she said, hey, I got a bail. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to make you a sandwich, Sean. Be well, honest. of course. I, I'm not going to tell you that I just told her, well, go make me a sandwich. Come on now. <laughs> and all this hey, talking Cody, about food, I want a sandwich. Cody, you probably don't know the answer to this. But do you have any idea what the, what the uh, aviation fuel is, uh, what the cost is? If you don't know, it's fine. I just was kind of curious. Yeah, I don't have the price on Avgas. Uh, you can call the airport at any time tomorrow and get a price on that. Uh, what's Avgas cost these days? Is it roughly like four or five bucks a gallon? I have no idea. I'll let you know tomorrow when I go and get another 10 gallons because the weekend's coming soon and uh, I'm all out of it right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm not I a go fan. And get 10 yeah, I don't like Avgas personally, but that's uh, it's just personal preference. Doesn't matter. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of it either. Notice I said fan, like butt fan. Ah. Oh my no, God, John, Sean, your your jokes blow me away. Dirt, dirt. See what I did there? Yep. Dirt, dirt, see what dirt. I did there? Uh -oh. See what I did there? Dirt, dirt. That's just like that's just like my my name down here, Aviation. Have any, <laughs> have any of you guys tried the uh, lead free? Um, lead-free? I know there's low lead. Do you guys have no lead over there? No, you guys have got it there. I know uh, it's been tested for about four years in general aviation because they're not going to let it in unless they know it's not going to damage motors. And that would solve all the uh, extra carbon on your piston and stuff. Uh, what's it called? Not Swift. I don't know. Have uh, you guys heard of any no lead? Yes. Yeah, 
but it's expensive and it's typically made by VP or Sunoco or Renegade. Uh, when you start getting up in your octanes and fuels that are non-leaded or even oxygenated, the price goes like crazy. Twelve plus dollars a gallon. Ooh. Yeah. Let's stick with pump gas. Amen. Yeah. I'm at, I'm at 133, I think, hours on my motor. It's been nothing but I shouldn't say it's been nothing but I did accidentally buy some non-ethanol um cheap gas once uh 10 gallons of that ran that and then went back to ab gas and uh i when you go to school and your instructor says do this buy this use this you pretty much stick to that and that's what i've done since and you, i've really never really had, had much problems with anything with my motor since you normally do ab gas but you did do 10 gallons of regular pump gas non-ethanol could you tell any difference in power I didn't notice anything. Um, I was kind of scared to run it, to be honest with you. Um, like I said, I, I literally bought the 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 low octane non-ethanol by mistake. And I'd already mixed in the oil and everything. I was like, screw it. I'll run the 10 gallons and then go back to Avgas. But I didn't really notice any difference um, one way or the other. Uh, I do fly with a guy that buys the cheap stuff, non-ethanol, and he's flown it with whatever two-stroke oil he has that day, and he's never had an issue with his motor. So I, when it comes to this topic, I mean, everybody has their, you know, it's better, not better kind of opinion, but I didn't really notice any difference in my motor. It didn't run any different. I didn't notice power difference. Um, <clears throat> again... You know, I still hear my instructor in my ear on takeoff and landings. I got over 300 flights. So he told, he, he said to buy Avgas and that's what I stick with. So they'll have Avgas for now. Airliners. It's $5 and 30 cents a gallon. Say that again, Will. $5 and 30 cents a gallon at Moonshiners, Avgas. Oh. Okay. Is that about what you pay, Shane? I man, I'm gonna tell you something that's probably gonna make all y'all be like, this guy's an idiot. Um, so I go to the airport, I give them my name, I get 10 gallons of fuel and I leave. I don't even see, <laughs> I don't even look to see what it is. They could be probably charging me fifty dollars or fifty gallons. I wouldn't even know because I don't look at it because I'm just wanting to go fly. Um actually, now that now that I'm saying that out loud. Let me check my bank account real quick. Avgas, $1,295. I wouldn't. Oh, my goodness. We agree. You're an idiot. <laughs> yes. Hey, I'm okay. Listen, I've never claimed to be a smart man. I'm just saying. <laughs> Hold on here. Let me go back. Will, you said it was how much? $5.30? Yeah, five dollars and thirty cents. <clears throat> right times ten gallons is fifty-three dollars. So let's see what Shane pays for his ten gallons. All right, hold on here. Fifty-three gallons. I gotta get through all the McDonald's uh, transactions. <laughs> it's probably more than the Avgas. <laughs> yeah. 
Somebody's eating some kettle pop. Skinny pop kettle. Kettle pop. Good Lord, come on now. What is that, Paramom USA? It's skinny pop kettle corn, sweet and salty. The best. <laughs> Only 56 calories. Okay. So I, I paid $49.30 for 10 gallons of fuel. Okay. So it's about $53 for the same thing over at Moonshiner. So obviously it's not it's not that big of a deal, to be honest what, with you. 50 I mean, the price difference. difference. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. <clears throat> That's cheap. Yeah, compared to Australia, yeah. Yeah, it's about... Uh, Two fifty a liter, I think, over here. For Avgas? Yeah, so that's about ten bucks a gallon. Ten bucks a gallon. Yep. Yeah, I I just can't complain over here. I mean no. You can't. No. Over well, in... think, think of an aircraft that takes a uh, hundred and five liters or something like that, you know. Uh it's a lot of difference between you and us. Yeah. Oh. Sean, yep. Sean uh, I want to make a suggestion. Uh, one week when you don't have a guest, can we do uh, something on radios and communication and senior? And uh, I see a lot of people got perfectly clear communications in the air and some don't you, you you like you hear more engine noise and they're hard to understand um can we have a segment on that maybe one week on on what exactly i didn't understand what you're saying um radio communication and uh you know getting it onto uh to film you know when you're filming uh, some oh. motor pilots come over really clear and others seem to have a bit of problems in that respect. Um, you know, they're not as clear. I was just wondering what, what everyone uses and how they connect up to their cameras. And That sounds uh, good. That sounds like something that um, ParamomUSA.com needs to uh, go out there and look at, right, Linda? What? Um, what? Check, what what <laughs> what kangaroo walter was saying is that um you know he wants to know how people are filming their paramotor adventures and talking while they're flying it sounds so crisp and some people they're talking you can barely hear them or understand them so i guess we need to to do a show completely about being able to talk while flying and how to actually film it um yeah, maybe, like maybe, Maybe you can find some people that, you know, do, do that. I don't, oh, I don't know. I see what you're saying. I'm like, I don't fly and do that. It's yeah. it's no, just, keep it, just keep it in mind and, and, you know, say over the next couple of weeks, just notice people's uh, vlogs and, and sort of, you know, rate their communication compared to others. You know, well, willflyppg.com, he uh, he does really good video. Do you do voiceover, Will, or do you actually talk on the uh, on the GoPro when you're 
when you're um, flying? I, I, do, I rarely do uh, voiceover, and sometimes I do have trouble with the, uh, the clarity of speech. A lot of times it's because I'm wearing, uh, you know, what do you call those things, buffs or whatever over my nose. You know, the things you pull up over, that muffles the sound a little bit. Um, yeah, that would, be, that would be an interesting topic. Yeah. Have you guys so, noticed that cheaper mics seem to work better with the GoPro when you're flying? Really? I, I noticed my mic not be as good as it used to be with the GoPro with the microavionics. It used to be that thing was clear as a bell. Yeah. I just, I tried several and I know the cheapest one I had worked the best for me. Doesn't mean it was good, just better. <laughs> Kyle has a video on that too, doesn't he? On uh, his setup. What about, what about engine uh, uh, ignition noise and stuff like that, John? Do you get any of that? I don't, of? but but some people do. I've noticed some people have had problems with ignition noise. Yeah, that's what, what I'd about, like. Uh, what about Anthony know. Bella? His videos are pretty good. His sounds, his sounds okay, right? Anthony Bella's John. Sean, that one that one time, I think you were flying during Tuesday night show, um, and you were just using your uh, yeah. earbuds from when you got your phone, and the sound had never sounded better. That was incredible. Yeah, that was yeah. just that was just regular, um, you know, earbuds. I I got a, a, I think it's a GoPro Eleven, so I had the Lightning connector, and I just ran the Lightning connector. You know, I'm into it. Had on a chest mount, and then I put my earbuds in, and then my my uh, my muffs over that, and then I put a um, just a, a foam around where you normally talk to the microphone. So when I was flying, I was just you know holding it like this. But I think a boom holding it like that would be even better. But um, yeah, they said that the uh, audio was crisp and clear. You know, that, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So you want to go cheap, go cheap. But I got myself a Bose pair. I just got it. It's noise canceling. So I got the noise canceling bow set, the cup that goes on top, and the microphone with that um, foam around it. That is the best thing I think I've ever done. Really? What is that? I can't stand to fly when I can't hear that motor. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, well, it's, no, it's nice when you're flying, you can't hear the motor. It's like, yeah, I want flying. to hear it. I've you always want, wanted to hear it. You want to hear the motor? Yeah, I want to hear what it's doing back there. I don't blame you, John. I don't blame you. Yeah, that kind of makes sense to me. I don't know. You guys, when you have all this stuff going on, sometimes you got to be careful because you're all focused on, oh, gosh, do I sound okay? I hope my video is all right, this and that. When you should be focusing, you know. Like watching where you're going and you're flying. Well, and all that. Good, good thing when you're up in the air about a thousand feet, you, you can close your eyes for a minute and you're not going to hit nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Walter was asking about it, about interference though, but I noticed uh, I have one video that sounds terrible. It was because I was on my cell phone at the same time and the cell phone was causing the interference. Huh. I, I thought it was ignition, but it turned out to be the cell phone causing it. So you're on the you're on the phone with your cell phone, but recording a GoPro, and the right. GoPro audio sounded bad because you're on the phone. Yeah, recording with the GoPro. Okay. Yeah, it was picking up. It sounded like ignition, but it wasn't. It was coming from the phone because when I disconnected, that problem was over. Yeah, John. Uh, so you can also get um, your spark plug uh, plug 
R's, which have got resistors in them. Mm -hmm. uh, whether some people use them or what, I, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, everybody my, here, I think, uses them. My Rotax having two spark plugs per cylinder is shocking. And a lot of guys really struggle to hear what I'm saying oh. unless I'm not around. Um, yeah, it's uh, just just one of those things which I got to get better. And I, I'm just curious on what everyone. Well, they sell uses. they sell those magnets that you can put right on the right on the wire that'll knock that right out. On on the radio wire, they make them that you can actually put on the plug wire and knock that interference out. But oh, they do make them for the radio wire too. Yeah, yeah. I've got I a set of them here. You talked about the ferrites, John. Yeah, Little yeah. Ferrite slap on things. Yeah, yeah. They work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, yeah. Uh, Paul is always pretty good too, and uh, I know he uses cheap mics and stuff like that, doesn't he? You know? Yeah, he does. And it seems to make a difference. Maybe, maybe the better quality they are is they pick up more crap. I don't know. I got a question for. I got a question for uh, Cody. So do they have a two meter radio or do they use aviation radio at the airport? They will be walking around with one. Uh, with one what? Yeah, like an aviation radio. Honestly, uh, I wish Dave was on here to talk about that. Uh, some guys like to fly with radios. Uh, most of us don't. So. Typically, there's not, you know, going to be anyone on the ground running. Okay, you're clear to land. Come on in kind of thing. But I know you guys like to hear what's going on around you. Uh, with that being said, with the NOTAMs in place, I don't think you're really going to have to be concerned about radio air traffic as much as you are just the other paramotor pilots around you. So right. I, I'm, not I big, out. I'm not a big radio guy. I like to use my, my phone and my Bluetooths. So... You know, just kind of keep an eye out for everyone else. Uh, if you want to do the radio thing, though, Dave, there'll be a frequency that you can be tuned in on. And if he's got an in, in uh, inbound or an outbound going, uh, he'll let you know. But typically what he does with that is he's, he's got that little yellow Jeep. And if you're flying anywhere near the airport, he'll come up and down the runway a time or two with the lights flashing on that Jeep. That means clear the end of the runways. I've got one coming in or one about to go out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I did a um, – I ended up buying a two-meter radio. I don't have an aviation one. Um, our the, One of the co-hosts that are normally on here, Brian Haybell-Waller, he was um, – always. he's always said that he doesn't like it that most of the pilots don't fly with uh, even a two-meter radio. So I went out and bought one. It's not an aviation one, but – um, I was just kind of curious, just kind of giving information for anybody that may or may not have a uh, uh, aviation radio. Uh, but just since I will I'm here have, you're talking about it, tell me some of the pluses and minuses about carrying it at this fly-in. Because I'm curious. Maybe this is something we make a thing. Entertain me. Yeah, please. I was going to ask well, the same thing. It's a good I, thing, Cody. It's a good thing that if someone's on airband to – transmit on uh, two meter to everyone, you know, because they don't know that there's a plane coming in or whatever. So if you've got someone on the ground that is on airband, 
let them transmit to two metre that there's an aircraft coming in. It's always a good idea. Okay, I like well, that. The reason, yeah, the reason I got the two meter is because um, Brian, when, when we set out to do something like going to, to fly to three states or the three states or what have you, um, there's no communication with people. Um, such as Will and I, we um, were going to go do a mile high and he had engine trouble, but we didn't have communications. So I think if, if people had a two meter radio, they could at least, you know, contact one another. Um, I got the Cena, but unless you're damn near doing a wingtip touch with, with each other, you're, you're not going to get good reception. You're not going to be able to talk to one another very well. Yeah, I've used um, the I pretty much since used 2015 and we've not had any problems with them, but we're not doing Bluetooth to Bluetooth. We're just doing a mass four or five way call. You know, if there's four or five of them, Five right. of us flying that actually want to talk to each other. Yeah. Not had any issues with that. We do. I mean, if I if I call you, it, it's great. But Bluetooth to Bluetooth, you have it's to horrible. almost. Yeah. Yeah. You, most, you almost have to do. So I pretty much bought a $200 earbuds to uh, listen to music while I fly because <laughs> it ain't yeah. worth it. Else. <laughs> uh, but I did go out and buy the two meter radio just so that. If Brian and I wanted to communicate during flight um, or anybody else, we could all set up a bandwidth and, and go from there. Um, and, uh, does the, uh, if you're listening to music on your Cena and uh, Walla calls you on two meters, does that cut in? Um, yes and no. It'll, it'll, I have a separate speaker, if you will, in my, in my headset. So I would have to hit pause, click into Brian, say whatever to him, and then move on. But I've 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 yet to use it. I've carried it since I had it, um, which has been probably the last ten flights. I've never even turned a thing on, but I have it. I have it for whatever reason. Um, I'm just getting used to carrying it for situations such as flying with Brian or whatever. Shane, that's the problem so, with the aviation radios when you're flying these things because they're all pushed to talk by regulation. And pushed to talk is not convenient when you're flying a, a paramotor, you know? Right. And, and so other than, you know, calling the tower or something before you take off, or maybe when you're approaching an airport, maybe if you don't, if you don't normally go there, aviation radio doesn't do us a bit of good, you know? That's a big point because... Uh... Oh, I'm hands-free, uh, John, so yeah. I've always pushed to talk. Uh, you have to push to talk Bluetooth that you can put on your throttle, though, right? Well, yeah, you could. I mean, you can do it. I'm just saying, but it, but it's, you know, something else you add. And pretty soon, you know, we're going to have cockpits and wings and <laughs> two engines, you know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the whole idea here is to fly with a little bit of nothing, right? Right. Amen. Hey, John's, John's making a damn good point. We're all laughing at it, but it's true. Before long, we'll have GPS, 12-inch screens, and radios hanging mean, out of every be... pocket. <laughs> yeah. I like John. Man. Yes. So can I just want to say something real quick? Back in 2015 at Beach Blast, I sat in on a USPPA instructors only meeting and that safety item came up. Hey guys, what are you doing these days with instruction with your students? And then of course, Bluetooth came up. Uh, I've been using that ever since. Uh, the idea of a student having to really kind of 
take his hand off a brake toggle or reach over and hit a push to talk when he's hanging out of his harness having a hard time getting in his seat is not really the safest thing to be having somebody that's new to the air do. So to have a instant form of two-way communication instantly between the pilot and the instructor is, is I don't know what else better you could do instantly. So I know my first flight in 2012, my first two flights, my instructor was talking to me on a, an FRS radio through my headset. I couldn't get in the seat those first two flights and I couldn't reach over and hit a push to talk button to tell him, hey, I can't get in my seat. He's saying, okay, it looks like you're having a hard time getting in your seat. Just wiggle your legs for yes and no. And man, I tell you, my abdomen was killing me that next day, just kind of holding my legs up a little bit. So it's invaluable to have a instant form of two-way communication. I, I, I truly do believe that now. I, yeah, I totally and, agree. And, and, and the phone's quick, the best way. Amen. Yes, that's what we do. And real quick, Will Fly PPG says that he's got to go. So Will Fly, Will Fly, thank you very much for joining us and and being here, helping me from the very beginning because I was worried that we weren't going to have anybody on this panel. So thanks, buddy. I appreciate you. Lots of fun. Thanks for having me. If you want to make sure, go over to his channel, willflyppg.com. He makes amazing videos and he just put, put one out there. I haven't watched it yet. So if you go there now, watch it and put up a, a comment before I get there, I'm going to see that you watched it. So I appreciate y'all. I just subscribed, Will. Looks oh, like thanks, man. I'll, I was I'll... checking it out. All right. Yeah, Will, where are you going? Are, are you going to eat again? Yeah. How did you know? Dinner's getting cold. <laughs> That's exactly right, man. You know me, don't you, Eric? Yeah, we'll won't fly in the morning. <laughs> no. Good night, everybody. All right. All right, Will. Later, bud. Hey, Cody, Cody if you want to see a real shit show of a, of a channel, go to my, my YouTube channel and stop laughing when you get there. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to watch a very awesome podcast uh, on Tuesday night, go to his channel, too. That's right. Oh man, I got y'all beat for a shit show. Oh yeah, uh, your last uh, vlog was all right. Uh, seeing uh, what four other air, four other powered parachutes in the air with you—that was quite interesting. What are you for talking who? about? Yeah, what are you talking about? What? What? I mean, your weekend flight with the. Uh, you had about three or four other flying with you. That was that was quite good. Oh, you're talking about on Facebook during the, the live or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was. I'm gonna actually steal that off of my Facebook page and put it into my video as well. Um, just just because it was actually some pretty good. Uh, right now here in Florida, we have um, sea turtle season which is the sea turtles come up at night. They go up on the beach, lay the eggs, and then go back. Um, yep. I actually have never, I've actually never seen this um, in person myself. But the first time I was flying, we were flying the beach, and we actually seen us, I actually got on video, a sea turtle uh, going back out uh, to the water. It was actually during the, you know, early morning. And normally they, they're under the cover of night. So it was pretty cool to see a sea turtle, um, during the day during a flight so whenever i get around to finishing editing and, and getting that all together 
Um, yeah, there was, I will. A lot of there was a lot of nests and footmarks back to the ocean, I, yeah. I noticed. Yeah, it's like a, a highway right now. Yeah. Every morning, you, you can go down the beach and it's just new new turtle tracks everywhere. They come up. And you're talking turtles that are two, 300 pounds that lug themselves out of the ocean, go up and lay 50, 60 eggs after digging a hole, cover it back up, and then lug themselves back out to the ocean. It is actually a pretty um, – it's a pretty neat experience. And maybe – I might even do it. You know what? Tomorrow night for my show, um, I think I'll go to the beach and maybe during the show, I just walk the beach and then at nighttime, maybe we can stumble across this uh, turtle walking out of the ocean. What do you guys think about that? Be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. If it happens. And, and also, when they, hatch, when they start hatching, Shane, that would be uh, another good one. That's that's the weird part. They come up in the middle, of the, uh, you know, at, at nighttime to lay the eggs. But the, the baby turtles usually come out first thing in the morning or mid afternoon and take off running to the uh, yeah. ocean. Which, by the way, there's millions of these little turtles being hatched and running for the water. If seagulls, crabs don't get them before they make it to the water, then they got to make it through all the fish that try to eat them, and then they got to survive. Only a small percentage of these sea turtles actually make it. So it is, it is, the sea turtle's life is a pretty hard one to be, to, I mean, if you really you get into they, it. You say they lay 50 or 60 eggs at a time. Yeah. Wow. It, I mean, and it's weird too, because a sea turtle will dig a fairly deep hole and then these eggs drop from, say, two, two and a half feet height. And they just fall on top of each other. They don't even break. But then these turtles, these baby turtles, manage to dig all the way back out and then go for the ocean. So they got to survive digging themselves out, then avoid seagulls and and, uh, um, <laughs> and crab. And then they got to make it to the water. Once they get to the water, then they got to make past all the fish that are trying to eat them. And then they got to go and survive out in the big ocean. Talking about being the little fish of the ocean. Try being yeah. a little sea turtle of the ocean. It's pretty. Well, that's uh, just like, that's it's just a, like our life. We, you know, we're constantly trying to avoid crabs too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, hey Cody, I got a I got a question for you. Um, where where would Eric? Ever that was the funniest one ever. That was good. That was good. Cody, where where is a good place? Uh, there's going to be a couple of us coming in a little early. Um, where would be like the best place for the clear prop crew to be potentially if you could recommend something? Yeah, uh, I'll pull up the live screen share here again in a second, show you the airport. I can show you where the moonshiners are set up and we're kind of set up on one end of a hangar. And that's typically to kind of leave uh, room for everyone else to have kind of nicer spots. Um, it depends. Do you want to be on asphalt or do you want to be on grass? That's what I need to know first. Well, I was waiting for you to say we're setting up here on this end of the hangar and we want you all the way down there. Oh, come <laughs> on. I'm not that mean. <laughs> uh, uh, I think just a, uh, maybe like a mixture of the grass and asphalt, you know, because uh, I was talking to Shane a little bit and he said that, you know, that way you're not pulling grass into your camper, which makes sense. Yeah, right. I guess it depends. 
the prettiest spot on the property, in my opinion, personally, is this section here. They kind of call the East 40. Um, we had a lot of campers park up here uh, at the last fly-in. Uh, again, people launch here. Um, this Honestly, this is a really nice area, personally. Uh, now, of course, you have the asphalt options here. Here, which is a double row. Here on the grass line. Uh, and then here again with the double row. And then we've got kind of this little spot right here next to this hangar. Now, yeah. according to Dave, a the food vendor this year is going to be set up right here on the end of this hangar, which is actually where we normally set up. So we've kind of got this little uh, from about maybe here to here on the side of this building. Um, you know, this gets wet. Uh, they don't park anything here. Uh, it'd be kind of cool, though, if they open that up for, for camping this year. So I'm, when Dave mentioned open up another field, it could it could be this, uh, which would be fantastic. Uh, yeah. Overflow parking. Um, so, yeah, I think some moonshiners will be right here. The food truck will be right here. And then uh, this is probably Dave, the prettiest, prettiest area if I had to pick and I was coming out here. Even the other side of the uh, runway, Cody, by the... Uh, to the left-hand side of the windsock. That, that that looks like a good area too. Right, yeah, right here. No, the other That's side by the, the windsock. Right over, uh, over here. Yeah, that looks like a big area as well. Yeah, this is again going to be areas that people can launch and land from. Okay. So those, those would be takeoff and landing areas on on the sides of the runway. Uh, and as far as this area right here, this kind of gets kind of marshy. This is a wet. Uh, area there's a uh, a culvert that goes under the road here for drainage so this area is wet and then of course this is all water this is the lowest spot too and then there's also another culvert here that goes under the road and this is all drainage as well uh, but you can walk across this it's very shallow and you can set your wing up over here a lot of guys set their wings up here all through here and launch. Uh, some guys launch from here. Uh, all of this, actually. They launch all of this. And then, of course, this area. So, yeah. It's a uh, kind of is what it is, but it's a beautiful area to fly. Mountain City is absolutely gorgeous. If you've been there, uh, as soon as you pull up, it, it'll take your breath away if you've never been. Are, are your runway lights... Uh, 18 inches high or are they in the um under uh, uh flush with the ground these guys are they're they're elevated so uh, okay are you talking about like off of the runway yeah yeah so the, these i mean they're you know they're above ground they're not flush okay so i see what i see them now okay you you might want to dodge those guys but they're kind of spread out there's <laughs> right not, there's not one here uh but they're you know they're easy to dodge if you need to. Yep. So, yeah, this is a big area here. So, yeah, if you've never been, you guys are in for a treat. This is uh, this is my favorite flying uh, of the year that I can yeah, get look, to. Nice looking airport and area. 
it's all very green, which uh, to, to me living in Australia, uh, we don't get a lot of that. <laughs> That's because you're upside down and the sun can't get to you. Well, the rain falls up the other way, doesn't it? <laughs> All right. Well, it's uh, 20 till. Let's go ahead and kill our live stream and still be able to chat a little bit, um, uh, you know, paramotors and stuff without everybody listening in. Is there anybody listening in that, that uh, yeah, everybody's listening in. Uh, looks like Linda dropped out too. So we don't have a lot of people listening. We're down to the last uh, six people on the panel. Um, what do we have? Thir oh, wow, we have 13 people actually watching, 26 likes. Absolutely, totally appreciate it. Like I said, anybody that donates in the chat tonight um, gets a free calendar, free calendar from us. Look at that, it has everything about us. Uh, a year and a half calendar so if you guys want to any donations i'll send you a free calendar out um so totally appreciate you guys hanging out let's go ahead and say goodbye um everyone so let's start off with cody um you know where can we get up with you and tell us a little bit about that moonshiners and how to and uh, how to find it yeah so we've got a facebook page for the event fifth annual moonshiners flying uh, I've been posting every couple days here recently, and as we get closer to the event, I got a few more things to share that I haven't let out of the bag yet. Uh, if you have any questions uh, or comments or safety concerns or anything like that, you're more than welcome to reach out to me on Facebook. Uh, just Cody Bach, B-O-C-K, uh, on Messenger. <coughs> you can send me an email at bikemancody at gmail.com. Uh, also, check out my website, www.smppg.com. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. And hang on, because we're going to go to a private after show in just a second. Um, uh, Jade and Eric, um, go ahead and tell us about uh, your your Wednesday night thing and maybe a little bit about that sexy hunk in, in the frame there. Mm -hmm. All right. Don't talk about so, Jade. <laughs> so Wednesday night, you can hopefully watch. I would appreciate you guys watching and coming in on the chat at girls just want to fly it's at 7 p.m central and any gals that um, are interested in joining in on the show and telling their story please get a hold of me somehow um, you can get a hold of me on facebook at jade lear or make a comment in uh youtube at paramotorgirl.com or i go by flying flamingo jade and here's Eric. here's the sexy hunk stud I'm with her. <laughs> and you can find uh, your shenanigans over at PPG Lear. So we appreciate you guys for hanging on here. We also got Never Trust Skinny Chef Shane. Apparently we got a, he, he looks like a dog. He's got hair now. Oh my goodness, he's got hair. Oh, wait a minute, that's his dog. Now he's, he's, got a, he's got a Tuesday night show. Tell us a little bit about that, bud. I don't know whose microphone is, or who's running something in the background, but it's loud just so you know. Um, I am, uh, never trust a skinny chef, Shane, and you can find me at ppgshane.com. It'll take you to my YouTube channel. And, uh, I have a show on Tuesday night. We just hang out and we tell jokes and sometimes we talk about paramotors or well, we talk, always talk about paramotors, but we also talk about cooking and just whatever it, it, it's literally just a campfire, virtual campfire that we all sit around and hang out and talk about whatever. 
So hopefully I'll see you guys there tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern time. Which is 7 o'clock our time. So basically it's the same time. It's like 7 o'clock Central for everybody's uh, spinoff, which is really cool. Um, so definitely make sure you go over there, ppgshane.com. Hit that subscribe and bell notification. Go to paramotorgirl.com. Hit that subscribe and bell notification. We also got Kangaroo Walter. We appreciate you jumping in and uh, chatting with us from down under. We got uh, John Pitts. We appreciate you John for jumping in and hanging out with us tonight and um, I got everybody right everybody's everybody's oh dragon campers come over here real quick dragon campers come on yeah, don't, spit that out of your mouth yeah, don't pull talk talk you can find me at dragoncampers.com <laughs> there you go dragoncampers.com my son all right y'all have a great hair, what's that what'd you say I love, I love this hair love great the hair. hair love your hair great hair <laughs> it's a bald man thing I guess <laughs> so uh thank you very much for listening to us here on clear prop tv out there listening to us on ppg grandpa's spirit motor podcast and your favorite podcasting app we'll see you tomorrow at ppgshane.com and wednesday over at paramotorgirl.com have a great evening peace out boom and that was the show uh it was absolutely amazing and mom what'd you think about the show i mean shane was saying some really interesting jokes what'd you think about those <laughs> the one about the fly and the and the blonde <laughs> i answered the wrong way i should have thought about my answer later <laughs> <laughs> well shane is a, a very sick man but we love him <laughs> regardless <laughs> and he is your favorite guy too right well, you have so many, and he seems to be on them all the time. So you kind of get centered on that one person, right. and you you pay more attention. I mean, you listen to everybody, but you always wait for a crack out to come from him. Yeah. <laughs> him and his crack. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to touch that one. <laughs> well, Shane, you know that we love you, and we'll see you um, tonight. Today is Tuesday, so we'll see you at Tuesday Night Hangouts on ppgshane.com and, of course, Jade on Wednesday at paramotorgirl.com. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. If you like the show, please do me a favor and, and uh, leave a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. We truly appreciate you. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>